Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. an amazing song it makes me want to dance and sing from the mountaintops i feel i feel at my most womanly when i am singing unwritten by natasha beddingfield of course that is the hills theme song ladies and gentlemen the hills theme song it is so burned into all of our memories and today we are doing a very special supersized the hills new beginnings and the uh the uh classic hills uh we do uh, a big inspired episode around that. We have Jackie Johnson from Natch Butte, who is legendary. We have uh, two of my friends, Kelly, Kelly Bopalak, Vopalak, Kelly. Ah, I screwed this up, Kelly. You're probably shaking your head. Kelly Vopalak and Jay Reyna. 
uh, both amazing people, funny people, lovers of reality shows as well. And we've got so, so much else to cover. So, Guys, it is going to be a long one again. And reminder, we are going to two times a week, two times a week. Uh, we're going to release on Tuesdays and Fridays and see uh, how long that takes before it kills me. But there is just so much good stuff to talk about. And it's been really, like I say, every this is our fourth episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. And it has just been awesome. Like everything, the the downloads have been going up each week, like an insane number. Uh, you guys are starting to find the Instagram. Um, so please look that up. It's so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. Uh, I'm still figuring out Twitter. I'm not the best at Twitter. And I, I shit post a lot on my regular Twitter at Ryan Bailey 25. So I'm, I'm not, I'm learning, you know, maybe podcasting is my thing. Maybe that this is my special place, which is great. Um, I'm recording this intro. It's Monday. I'm recording this intro in at my work. So I cannot, uh, I cannot drink a spritzer here. I think that's probably illegal because this is a teaching facility. So I have no spritzer in front of me, but if I was to have a spritzer, I would probably drink Hoxie spritzer. Uh, H-O-X-I-E. It was provided by Tug Coker and Catherine Wild Coker of the podcast The Long Finish. And they uh, they manage and own the restaurant Esther's in Santa Monica, California. So please check their podcast out. Check their restaurant uh, and bar out. It is amazing. And they are amazing people. So unfortunately, I am not drinking. Um, maybe later, though. So And I don't have any candles lit either. But what I do have, I do... Do you guys do this? I I carry um uh God, like I'm I'm having a uh, a stroke I think I carry crystals with me. You know I I have these uh, House of Intuition candles uh, that I burn. You know one says like success, one says money, one says rebirth, and then you melt it down and then they give you like these uh, crystals at the bottom. And I carry these crystals around, so it's like. Funny, if I ever have to empty my pockets at an airport, it's just going to be rocks in there. Do you guys do that, or is that is that just me? Um, thank you so much for all the email from last week's uh, supersize episode. Laura Marie Shane Halls killed it, as always. There is a reason why she is the... Uh, the queen of podcasting that she is. She's just so dang funny. I can't wait to have her back on. And you guys responded in droves about my nephew, Watermelon. Wasn't he amazing? Wasn't he incredible? I mean, he's just so much more well-spoken than I am, than most people I actually even deal with. And he has agreed to come back on. So he's going to be a regular guest. But it warmed my heart that you guys um, loved him as much as, uh, as I love him. And uh, I'm so excited. It's just exciting to watch somebody grow up. Uh, and I'm really, I'm so pleased that I get to uh, have him in my family. So uh, that was exciting. I do want to make, I do want to make a sincere apology. Now, I had a lot of people reach out about this uh, from last week's episode. And I just, I want to clarify, I want to make a correction. Okay, so towards the end of the episode, of the eight-hour episode I did, um, I must have been uh, woozy or, you know, almost dead. And I said, I said something like girls don't like getting dick pics. And that caused a furor. Like that was, I really, I really put my foot in it. I guess girls do like getting dick pics. You guys, I've gotten a lot of email about that. A lot of people reached out. My mom, re no, <laughs> my mom did not reach out. That's crazy. Um, 
But why? I guess what I meant was unsolicited dick pics. Women don't like unsolicited, but solicited dick pics, they love, they enjoy. I got a lot of people reaching out saying like, I, I, Ryan, I do like dick pics. Um, so good. I'm glad. I, I think that's awesome. I was glad to hear it. I was glad that a lot of you guys are very sexually free and active and, and visually stimulated by a male organ. That is awesome. So awesome solicited dick pics. I hope every woman gets them this week. That is my wish for all of you guys, but unsolicited dick pics, I hope we can all agree as a collective, as a group, as so bad it's goodies, that unsolicited dick pics aren't good, and we don't like them. We don't need them, and guys shouldn't be sending them unsolicited. Solicited, great. Unsolicited, no way. No thank you. Um, So yeah, uh, I'm like literally like hearing all the people turn their radios off. Um, I do have something else. My God, you guys, so many shows are on TV right now. So many amazing shows. We actually have, we live in a day and age where we now have four housewives shows currently on. My head is swimming. We have Real Housewives of Atlanta that has returned triumphantly. That, those ladies work overtime. They are killing it. I mean, the OC and Beverly Hills wishes. Welcome back, Kenya. We will be talking more about Real Housewives of Atlanta on our Friday episode. Um, we also had uh, 90 Day Fiancé, the new season of 90 Day Fiancé. They came back on Sunday night. So two shows, ready to go, all new seasons. It's very exciting. Uh, of course, we also have Real Housewives of Orange County on. On Tuesday nights, we have Real Housewives of Dallas on. On Wednesday night. So we are jam-packed in terms of shows. Um, wait, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Real Housewives of Dallas, Real Housewives of Orange County. Oh, and then Real Housewives of New Jersey, you guys, starts on Thursday. Woo! And it is going to be a hot season. Um, I saw Teresa's dad went over to Italy and was partying with Joe. Joe Giudici... Juicy Joe is starting to look a little juicier. He's back on the sauce. I've always now seen him in pictures with like cups in his hand, presumably of alcohol. But you're starting to see the life drain back into his face, or maybe that's just booze. But uh, it was interesting. Uh, it was interesting to watch that. Watch what happens live last uh, last week, and I didn't really hear tons of fallout. But uh, I'm guessing it's in a week when the daughters and Teresa will be up there. So. I will be very, very fascinated with uh, how that goes. Guys, how are our thoughts this week? How are our gremlins? Any any negative thoughts? Like, I'm trying on a weekly basis to really try to conquer the negative thoughts I have, and um, I hope you guys are too. This is a new week. I'm recording this on Monday. I hope we have the best week ever. I truly do. It is never too late. Um, I know this sounds silly. You're like, wait, he just talked about dick pics, but I do want to say it is never too late. All you need to do is try. I, um, I posted something I did like a, a hosting reel. Um, I shot my hosting reel and what that is, is you just, um, you shoot a bunch of different commercials and infomercials and things like that. And then you piece it together on a reel. So you have it to give to people. And, um, I just noticed that I'm at my happiest when I'm actually doing things. And the trick here though, is 
it is so hard to do things. <laughs> like it is the last thing that I want to do is things. Like, don't you ever feel like you just want to lay in bed forever and just watch TV because you're so good at it? Like, I'm so good at it. I'm so like even on my DVR, like I know exactly the right number of fast forward to where the show picks back up. Like that's talent. Not everybody can do that. And I can. And like, what if that's my special something? But as crazy as this week has been, it is, you know, so many things are happening. I'm doing so many things and I, I find I get really stressed out really easily, but also at the end of the week or even at the end of the day, I can sleep a lot more soundly. Um, when I know I'm trying, you know, when I'm, I'm really, when I'm trying to do, to do things, to be better, you know, so I don't know if you guys are like that. I hope you are. I don't know. Anyways, if anybody needs to hear it, get up, do your thing. You got this. And if you don't got it today, you got it tomorrow. It is never too late. I think we should all try. God, that sounded like a real soapbox thing, you guys. I hope that didn't sound too douchey. Um, anyways, on with the show. I do have, okay. Okay, this is, uh, by the way, I will put timestamps on this show as usual, so you can skip right to Jackie, you can skip right to the Bailey Mail, you can skip right to Jack's Tweets of the Week. My God, Jack's had one this week. Uh, We had Stassi and Bo's engagement party. So much is going on. Uh, But really quickly, I wanted to talk a little bit about something that I'm very ashamed of myself for. And there are things in my life, hmm, there are things in my life that I have done that I wish I could take back, that I wish I could apologize for, that I don't even know how it happened subconsciously. And I I want to be accountable, and I want to face my problems and my issues, and, and I guess part of that is telling you guys. So on Friday night of this week, I something bad happened overnight. So Thursday night was Halloween. I didn't go out. I ate like a huge bowl of pasta. Like, have you ever eaten so much pasta that it just, you just knock out? Like, you just, it like knocks you out because you just keep eating pasta. And I slept for 11 and a half hours. And if you know me, I usually only get about five hours of sleep a night. So 11 and a half was insane. And then the next night on Friday night, I got eight and a half hours of sleep. So I don't know if it was like the, the, the cold weather coming back to LA uh, or if I was just depressed, but I was getting sleep. But I had, I woke up on Saturday morning and I was filled with regret and dread um, and I did something very bad. I had um, I had a sex dream about Tamara Barney from Real Housewives of Orange County. I'm not proud of myself. I'm not happy with myself. I think that's disgusting. I want to I want to tell you guys, I think you know, I do not like Tamra Barney, Tamrat. I do not like Tamrat. I do not like her journey on the show. I think she is a trouble starter, and I don't think she can be trusted, and I think she's a shit talker, and she's not a good mom. Um, Sorry, that's just the case. Allegedly, she's not a good mom, but it was horrible. I was had a... Okay, this is weird. Like, I was... I guess I was living in a trailer park, I know you're like, oh, she's trailer trash. I don't even think it had anything to do with that. I just happened to be in a trailer park. It wasn't comment. I wasn't in my dream going, oh fuck, I'm in a trailer park. No, I love trailers. I will probably live one in one one day. But I was in the trailer park 
and there was some sort of like picketing rally happening in the trailer park, and I did not want to go to the rally, so I decided, do you remember like dollar movie theaters? Do they still have dollar movie theaters? They had it growing up in Kansas where you'd like, you know, it'd be like like the fourth month of like a blockbuster movie came out, like they would have it at the dollar theater, and you'd be like, oh, sweet, I have a dollar. Um, so I knew the dollar theater was showing Spider-Man Far From Home, which I have not seen yet, and I really want to see it. So in my dream, I guess I really wanted to see it too. It was playing at the dollar theater, thank God. So I go there, and I'm trying to see the movie. It's an empty theater. Guess who sits down next to me? Tamra motherfucking Barney. Whole theater's empty. She sits next to me. I'm immediately upset because it's Tamra. Tamra's annoying as shit, you know? She's not, I don't think she's fun. She's like loud, like me. Like, so that's not funny. And we're watching the movie. All of a sudden, she puts her hand on my leg. And I'm like, what? What? That's crazy. And I kind of brush it off. Like, I don't love Eddie, her husband either, but like, I'm not looking to, you know, have a love triangle with Tamara and Eddie in any sense. And, um, but she keeps touching my leg. And then, you know, like dreams, like fast forward, like, I don't know how, like all of a sudden we were in the grass and she was taking off her pants. And I remember thinking, wow, she smells good. That's so weird. I didn't count on her smelling good. And then she, all the other thing too, was that like, she just seemed very clean and, um, God, what is wrong with me? And she was, um, she was, uh, no hair on her body anywhere except for her, her actual hair on her head. And, but the crazy thing is she had Barbie, um, uh, Barbie, um, God, sexual parts. What do you, what do you call them? Like she had a Barbie vagina. She, it was just smooth down there. There was no, it was just a Barbie vagina. And then I woke up like, what does that mean? What does that mean about me? I don't, I feel so guilty. I didn't know I had this in me. I've never, you guys, I, I swear to God, I've never thought Tamara Barney was attractive ever. Not during the bodybuilding phase, not during the candlelight bathtub gross scene with Eddie from like eight years ago, not in her previous relationship. I've never found her hot. So I want to go on record as this. I want to get ahead of this thing before you guys hear it somewhere else. I had the dream and taking steps to prevent not having any more dreams ever because that's the kind of shit that will turn you white and make you not want to ever go to sleep again. Whew, I am glad I got that off my chest. Also, um, uh, that story withstanding, if you are enjoying the show, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Please consider uh, giving us a five-star review. It really does help our placement on Apple Podcasts, which seems to be a very popular place to listen to podcasts. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, that would be amazing. Uh, it, it, I really would appreciate it. Um, okay, time to get to work. Um, I want to really briefly mention... Um, mentioned something uh one of my one of my favorite cast members from a reality show passed away this uh this weekend and this isn't a joke this is actually serious but i wanted to give a a quick shout out to um to rudy bosch from survivor uh i don't know if you guys remember him uh from the first season of survivor and he's 
come back here and there. Um, he died at the age of 91 years old. My God, 91. He did Survivor. Sur- I think it was Survivor Borneo. He did uh, when he was 72. He was the old man 20 years ago on the first season of Survivor. And I don't know, a lot of you guys are probably too young, did not watch the first season of Survivor, but we owe that and the real world. Like those were like the beginnings of reality shows. It really kind of took things to the next level. It was appointment television, like him and Richard Hatch together, their relationship. It was one of the best seasons. I didn't even know you could do that. It was so gripping. It was so dramatic. I had not seen anything like it in a game show format. It was just so intense. And he was such a huge part of it. He was just that kind of crotchety old man that kind of said crazy shit, but then he was learning. He, he, he'd always call Richard Hatch, uh, the queer, but then he, he loved Richard by the end. And it was a really kind of, he was just a very, I don't know. He was just a really, he seemed like a really good person to know. Um, he was a retired Navy SEAL. Uh, he ended up having the ultimate alliance with Richard Hatch on that show who ended up winning the first season of survivor. Um, he died, unfortunately, from complications from Alzheimer's disease, um, which is just so, so sad. It is that is such a, a horrible, horrible disease. But uh, what a life. Ninety one years old. I just ninety one. That's just insane. What what a life. He joined the Navy in 1945 um, and he, he was a volunteer for, quote unquote, secret hazardous duty. Uh, TMZ reports uh, in 1962, Rudy became one of the first 50 officers of the original SEAL Team 2. Rudy served in Vietnam and earned the Bronze Star Medal for heroic action. He retired from the military in 1990, uh, 10 years before making his debut on Survivor. He, of course, also did Survivor All-Stars in uh, in 2004. And I believe he even did uh, The Amazing Race. The hardest part is hanging around with all these young kids. I don't even know what MTV means, you know. And I'm used to being in the military, and one guy stands up, he gives an order, and there's no back talk. You know, like yesterday, everybody's trying to run the show. Rich, for one. I mean, this guy is, he's strong. He's smart. The guy surprises me. You know, he's fat, but he's he's good. For friends on the outside, I definitely avoid her. She's too uh, prim-like, you know. I mean, uh, after about three weeks out here in this jungle, she's going to learn a lesson, I think. Uh, you want to talk? I said, no, I don't want to talk. And he was going to tell me he was queer then. The homosexual, he's one of the nicest guys I ever met. And he's good at what he does, you know. He's got leadership ability. And, and if these people here would listen to him, he, he would take them a long way. But anyway, uh, me and Richard got to be pretty good friends, not in a homosexual way, that's for sure. He was great. He was, uh, he knew his way around a soundbite. I don't even think he was trying. He just, uh, everything he said kind of was gold and, uh, he was, uh, he was so fun to watch. Uh, Rudy's wife, Marge, uh, passed away in 2008 and he is survived by his three kids. So rest in peace, Rudy. You did so much for reality shows. Um, and I think, uh, anybody that watched survivor, um, knows what I'm talking about. So job well done, sir. I hope you're in heaven and, uh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Back to, uh, back to happy stuff. Um, I want to mention, oh, real quick too. Um, 
You guys, if you are on Spotify, I made a So Bad It's Good Volume 1 playlist. You can follow it. It's also collaborative. So if there's any So Bad It's Good songs that you are thinking about, that uh, just add them to that playlist. Just search So Bad It's Good. Uh, that playlist should pop up. We have uh, Jeremy Renner's uh, hit on there. We have I'm Real by Simon Van Kempen. We have Heidi Montag songs. Uh, speaking of the hills, um, we have uh, Grease 2, Michelle Pfeiffer, which I talk about later on in the episode. Uh, it is a, it's a great playlist, but please add your own So Bad It's Good songs. Subscribe to that playlist. Uh, that would be fun if we can all do that together. Um, okay, so this this is a little alarming, and it, it's it's in the same category. I do have to talk about the housewives and how they make their money, you know, sponsored posts. There's a couple of alarming examples this week. One just actually happened today, and I swear to God, my jaw, jaw hit the floor. I... I mean, it's, it's, it's at once a gift to us and at the same time, just completely sh- shocking. Um, it involves one Miss Carol Radswell from Real Housewives of New York. She has now been gone um, close to two seasons, I believe. Uh, we miss Carol very much, <laughs> kind of. Her and her, I wonder if she still has her vegan boyfriend. Uh, but anyways, her Instagram account. Great Instagram account if you uh, if you like that sort of thing. She is posting a picture where she kind of looks like Ramona. She has a black dress, uh, and she's wearing what looks to be a um, like a, a nail necklace, like some kind of big. It's like a it's like a big metal pencil. Um, and then the second picture shows a closer up look of the picture. Then the third uh, shows that this this necklace has "Don't Kill My Vibe." written on what looks to me like a nail. And then the next picture shows that it comes in three different colors, silver, rose gold, and gold. Okay, so here is the caption that Miss Carol Radziwill, who did not use a ghostwriter for her book, people, want you to know that. Okay, here's the caption. The craziest thing happened to me on the way to Los Angeles, somewhere over Kansas. Now, somewhere, okay, this is like a nice post so far. I was like, oh, what's this going to be like something about, like, I forgot to pack my you know, my necklaces. I don't. So it says somewhere over Kansas. I remembered. I forgotten to pack my favorite vibrator record scratch. What? This is like, this isn't protected by any kind of what like this. You can see this. This is not, this is for everybody to see. She says, I remembered. I'd forgotten to pack my favorite vibrator. Okay. Relatable. And she goes, it's called the Vesper. And I love it. Swipe to see close up. I panicked. As luck would have it, I was traveling with my friend, Grant Hughes, who, in an odd twist of fate, is good friends with Tai Cheng, the founder of Love Crave. He connected us on text, and the next morning, a new 24-karat gold Vesper arrived at my hotel. Crisis averted. And then has the cry face emoji. I told T how much I love the Vesper, not only as a vibrator, but as a necklace, too. That's right. The Vesper is an elegant necklace. That double as a vibe. She wrote that double, not doubles, but she it's supposed to be doubles. But she goes, an elegant necklace, that double as a vibrator. Girls always ask me about the necklace. And when I tell them it's also a vibrator, they all want it. I'm sure they do, Carol. Uh, T asked if I would like to create my own limited edition Vesper. Yes! Exclamation point. I wanted to personalize it. So in hashtag R-H-O-N-Y style. I came up with my own tagline. 
Don't Kill My Vibe, which is discreetly engraved on. Thank God it's discreetly engraved on your fucking necklace vibrator. Oh, my God. In this case, size doesn't matter. All capital letters. It's small, but it's powerful. So here it is. Link in bio. To order your limited edition necklace vibe, I promise all your girlfriends will want one. And then the hashtags are amazing. Hashtag three weeks in LA. Hashtag a girl's gotta do what a girl's gotta do. Hashtag chic and hot. Hashtag you are welcome. Hashtag gross. No, that's my hashtag. I'm all about sex positivity, I think. I except unless I'm sleeping with Tamara in a dream. But that's crazy. I mean, you know, like vibrators, thumbs up. Should we wear them on our bodies? I'm not sold yet. Uh, is there any, and she doesn't even mention the cleaning process of these necklaces. Is it safe? Can you wear, is it safe to like, I mean, I guess this is touching skin anyway, so just more skin on skin, but it doesn't, uh, something, I mean, this is very Carol to me. I, what a gift, what a gift she is, what a gift she gave us, uh, with this post and with a very limited edition, um, vibrator, the Vesper, um, is the Vesper like a popular vibrator is, I mean, do they have just like a line of, I just, but also I love the hashtags three weeks in LA. Like that's a hashtag three weeks in LA. I mean, poor Carol, if she'd like not had her vibrator here, how was she going to like, you know, get off? Um, I guess manually, I, it's just, oh man, Carol, I miss her. I wish she was still on the show. I wouldn't mind seeing more sponsored posts from Carol in this fashion. This seems to be a huge avenue to explore for her. So congratulations, Carol. Uh, If any of you guys, this podcast is not sponsored by Vesper yet. Wouldn't that be great if I got a necklace like this and just wore it around like, hey guys, it's me, Ryan. I realized I was going to Bakersfield without my vibrator, so I decided to wear it. (laughs) Please, hashtag in bio or link in bio. Um... So that's Carol. The other one is completely disturbing. Now, the Real Housewives franchises seem to be doing this more and more, and it is disturbing on so many levels. So, so, so many levels. What I'm talking about is they will do a movie promotion, not like just a movie preview, but a movie promotion where they will take certain cast members of the Real Housewives and they will put them in like do a little movie promo. So this past week's Real Housewives of Orange County had one of the worst offenders I've seen. I mean, it's first off, let's face it. The housewives are not actors in any way, shape or form. You start to really appreciate actors when you watch the housewives act. Uh, Real Housewives of New York had a great one with Sonia and uh, Dorinda last season where they did the, uh, well, I think they did a preview for like that Anne Hathaway movie. It's just always amazing. Sonya actually was kind of good at it, but I kind of secretly love these as much as I hate them. So this past week, they, of course, did one for Terminator Dark Fate. (laughs) It's go time. Let's roll. You mess with the wrong woman. You're going to need a bigger gun. Take cover! 
You are such a badass. Is it wrong to think he's hot? Shannon. I'll be back. We'll be back too. If you're in the mood for a good cringe, I strongly suggest uh, seeing the visual representation of what you just heard. It's on Shannon Bedore's Instagram. Um, but yeah, it's um, they're obviously fighting for the world. Uh, they're, they start off in uh, a nice living room and they're having tea. And then all, all of a sudden they get a message and then it's let's roll. And you just tell Shannon is so full of herself. She's like, oh, look who got a Terminator commercial. But also Terminator Dark Fate. Is that – I just even didn't even know the crossover audience was there for the Housewives and the Terminator franchise. But regardless, then all of a sudden they're on this road and um, uh, Linda Hamilton, who was in the uh, Terminator series – She's there that what they do is they take a scene from the movie and then they just put the housewives into the scene. So all of a sudden, Linda Hamilton's like blowing up Terminators and Tamara and uh, my lover Tamara and Shannon Bedore get out of the car. And she's like, you're going to need a bigger gun. And like, just it's just the, the, what it is. You guys need to see it because Shannon, you just her face is so self-satisfied. I don't it's she's just like the weight is off. The confidence is up. And I'm. Having random hookups around the OC, you just that energy is there, and I'm very happy for that energy. But at the same time, I don't want to see it in my movie commercials. Like, could you imagine if Shannon Bedore was in every movie preview that you saw? Like, AMC always runs like 30 minutes of pre. Which, by the way, that is a bone I have to pick with AMC. I love movie previews, but like 30 minutes before the movie, like we have lives to live. I mean, as as I do a three-hour podcast, we really do have lives to live, and I think that's just too many movie previews. But imagine if Shannon Bedore was in each and every preview, or imagine this. Thank God movies like Schindler's List already came out decades ago. That's what I – I could imagine like putting Shannon or Ramona or somebody in like Schindler's List or some like crazy dramatic uh, trailer, you know, like like Shannon Bedore in the movie Philadelphia. It just – but regardless, it is a, it is worth a watch because it's just I love it when I love it when we get to see Housewives branch out, whether it be on QVC, uh, whether it be a sponsored product on Instagram, or whether it be Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, definitely, definitely worth checking out. So Friday's episode of this week, we're gonna go, we're gonna deep dive some of Jax's tweets. He got himself into a little bit of hot water. I don't think if he he knows that, but he just did some real boneheaded stuff. So I'm gonna have my good friend Hannah Brown from uh, Brown Eyed Unicorn, the podcast, on with me to kind of see where all the cast members of Vanderpump Rules are right now, uh, social media wise, before we actually get the preview of the show that should be in the next two weeks, and kind of project where they might go this season with her. And of course, then I'm going to talk about 90 day fiance with my, one of my best friends, Susie Henschel. And we also, we might have a very special guest on Friday that I asked him to talk about his very special love of Halloween and his amazing commitment to dressing up for Halloween. So hopefully that'll be Friday as well. Um, last week I did a story about, um, a date gone wrong and, uh, I posted a picture of 
uh, me in the play that I talked about last uh, last week. I posted that on our Instagram. It's so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. It is worth checking out. Reminder, when you see that uh, picture, I thought I looked so cool. And it is so bad, the lies we tell ourselves. Uh, because I really did. I thought I looked like a badass. And it just, I looked like a policeman in drag. I looked, like I said, like Rosie from Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, so I would check that out. A lot of you guys wrote in saying that you loved those, uh, loved that date story and wanted to hear more. So you are in luck because my life is literally filled with horrible stories like that. I'm going to tell you one right now. I was trying to remember. So this was actually a story that took place like, God, 15 years ago, in my 20s. I was in Los Angeles. I was single. Um, as you, you know, I was very haunted by that high school story. So I didn't really, I had like, I had a long-term relationship from high school to college. And then we moved out here together. And then we broke up and I dated a like, not, I don't, wouldn't even call it dating. It was like before apps and stuff like that. And I was definitely not looking to ask anybody to like, that just, it's still, that just horrifies me. Like, ugh, just cringe. But, um, I remember I was in San Francisco with my friend Dana and we were out and there was a girl that was like hammered and we ended up talking and <laughs> we exchanged numbers and I was like, sweet, that's pretty cool. And she was, I think she was like, um, she worked for Macy's, I think, in their their, their ad, ad department. So she said she comes to LA here and there. And um, I do also remember that night when she was wasted, she called me, said that I look like Screech from Saved by the Bell, which I feel like I really have grown into my looks as I get older. Uh, by the time I'm dead, I will be beautiful. But um, but back then, I guess I did have very Screech-like um, elements because of my curly hair. Um, so she called me Screech. So I wasn't really holding out huge hope thinking that she possibly could like me because I don't think anybody that drunkenly calls you Screech is like, woo, I'm into this guy. But nevertheless, we did end up talking and she came out to LA and she was like, well, my mom also lives here. So um, yeah, let's go to dinner. So I took her to this restaurant called Sushi Roku that used to be right by the Beverly Center. It's not there any any longer. But I was so nervous. And I remember I had done a, a, a TGI Fridays commercial and I got a residual check. So like the more they air the commercials, the more money you get. And I had got a residual check. So I had a little bit of money. So I was able to, yeah, like I'll let's take this girl to Sushi Roku. Let's show her a good time. Already falling into the same pit that I did with that that high school date. Like just like wanting to impress somebody with like spending money. Um and I thought, yeah, like a nice sushi dinner at a hot spotlight sushi Roku. So she said, uh, yeah, I'll meet you there. And uh, I was really nervous. I remember, you know, I don't know if you guys were like like this. I used to be like this where I really just really had to put together the right outfit, like the right leather jacket, the right, you know, I just I wanted to get myself psyched up. Like I took every date very seriously, like way too seriously, way, way more seriously than you should ever take dates. And that's why they probably were never fun for me because what is so fun about being that stressed out? It's like studying for a test and then realizing you're not going to pass that test. 
It's the worst feeling in the world. It is not enjoyable. And you just like my head goes in 30 different directions. Like, what are we going to talk about? What are like, I, I, I would have questions ready. Like, okay, ask her about her childhood. Da, da, da. You know, you would have this list. I just put a lot of effort into this and for so much effort, it never went well. So anyways, I had my white Chevy Corsica and <laughs> this is another thing. I'm such an idiot. My white Chevy Corsica was like a dumpster fire and I, the, the trunk, the back of the trunk didn't work. So I had to tie it down with bungee cords all the time. So I was like driving around white Chevy Corsica bungee cord, uh, trunk. And then I, I had like, um, the steering wheel. I bought one of those things that had like flames on it <laughs> and I put it on my steering wheel. I just, I don't know what's my problem. I thought it was so cool. And it was just so lame. And I wonder what lame things I do now that I think are cool. I'll give that some thought. But so I, I park. I'm extremely nervous. I remember I was listening to Counting Crows Recovering the Satellites that has like Long December on it. One of my favorite albums. I'm a huge Counting Crows fan, you guys, if you don't know. Um, he's the guy, Adam Duritz, with the curly dreads and dated most of the cast of Friends. Uh, including the monkey, but uh, a lot of people make fun of him because his hair, he just shaved his hair off, which is sad because I always thought I wanted, I wanted to get a picture of with him someday, like with me and him. And now if I ever meet him and get a picture with him, I won't get the dreadlocked Adam Duritz. I'll just have the regular bald Adam Duritz. Anyways, I would always play, um, <laughs> I would always play that album. And in fact, it was so funny during Christmas, I would always play a long December and there's a line in there about driving around the hills uh, of LA and I would go up to Mulholland Drive and I would just play that song on repeat driving around the hills and I'd be like, pretty fucking cool driving around the hills of LA, listening to the crows. Um, I'm just, I'm like a lifelong fan of theirs and uh, no matter how embarrassing they, they get. Um, but I was blaring that album, trying to get myself psyched up for my big date. I get in there to Sushi Roku. I park it in there. And it goes good. Like, it, it's actually a good date. We're, like, hitting it off. We're laughing. Uh, you know, it lasts for two hours. And at the end, she was like, hey, do you want to go grab a drink somewhere? So, like, second location, you guys. Second location. Score. So, I'm like, sure, yeah, let's... Uh, I'll uh, drive us over to um, Coach and Horses, which used to be a bar on Sunset. And I, we start walking. I, I parked in the parking structure at the Beverly Center or like the right across from the Beverly Center. I think I parked on like the sixth floor or something. But as I'm walking, we're walking up to the car. We're talking, we're laughing. And I start like, first off, I start noticing like, like it's a little smoky. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm I'm hearing Counting Crows blaring. And I'm like, my first reaction is like, oh, that's cool. Somebody else is listening to the Counting Crows. Like, I didn't, like, I'm glad. It's like when your band does good, you're like, oh, sweet. Other people like them, too. I'm like, they're, they're getting popular again. I was really excited. I was like, that's crazy. I was listening to the Counting Crows earlier. And as we walk closer and closer, the smoke starts getting, like, thicker. It's like a really, like, a black, foggy smoke. I'm like, what is going on? Is there a fire or something? And the music is getting louder, louder. And then I realized, wow, the music is coming from the floor where I parked my car. Also, the smoke is coming from there as well. And as I'm walking to my car, I realize the music is coming from my car. On top of that, my car is running and there is thick, uh, thick smoke. (laughs) 
laughing out of the car. I left my car running the entire date. So I must have been so nervous that I just hopped out of my car, locked it with it completely uh, completely running. It wasn't like automatic lock, so I would I you had to flip the lock, and I just must have slammed the door and just ran off to Sushi Roku. You guys, I locked my keys in my car while the car was running for two hours. The whole like <laughs> you were we were choking on smoke, so it was so embarrassing. Like you could just. What a boner killer. You could literally see this girl's face drop of like, oh no, this is a mentally challenged like person. He's not all there. And like, how do you first off explain how big of a Counting Crows fan you are? And then how then do you also explain, I was so nervous that I locked my keys in the car while the car was running. I had to call my roommate and she had my spare key, but she couldn't get over there for another hour. So we, uh, we just went across the street to this bar and had a beer, but you could just tell she was like scared the whole time, which I do not blame her. And, uh, we finally got, I thought the car was going to catch on fire or something, but it just, just smoked a lot. Cause it was an old car, got the, uh, keys out. I dropped her off. I did not go in for any kind of kiss and we ended up never, uh, being together for the rest of our lives. So that is my horrible date story this week. But what's not horrible is my first guest, um, Jackie Johnson. I've known her for like over a decade now. One of the most exuberant, um, uh, exciting, joyful, funny, passionate, um, knowledgeable, uh, and inspirational, uh, I think you'll see. Um, me- meant a lot to me in, in certain areas of my life. Uh, you can find her hit podcast, Anywhere that you can find podcasts, it's called Nat's Butte, and it is a smashing success. I think 2020, she's going to have a lot of projects coming up. Uh, We try to go hard on the Hills New Beginnings. So here is my conversation with Jackie Johnson. Reaching for something in the distance, so close you can almost taste it. Release your inhibitions, feel the rain on your skin. No one else can feel it for you, only you can let it in. No one else, no one else can speak the words on your lips. Drench yourself in words unspoken, live your life with arms wide open. Today is where your book begins, the rest is still unwritten. Guys, we have uh, somebody I am so amazed that agreed to actually do the show. Um, You know her from Natch Butte, Miss Jackie Johnson. Oh my God, that was so fun. You started your show with the song. Uh, Yeah. I want to point out we are in your apartment. Yes, we yes. are surrounded by like garbage and gar- well, garbage. Some of the garbage I'm taking. Yeah. Some of the garbage I'm going to one help you man's move out. trash is another man's treasure. We all know <laughs> no, that. Wait, what if my room is just all somebody else's trash? I kind of like it's. Just- you know what? If what if me moving out doesn't work out, that's my next plan. <laughs> I'm literally going to move into an empty apartment and only get shit off Craigslist for free because I'm getting rid of everything I own. I'm dumping everything I there own. There are people that do that. They just wake up and like. Their job no, is just that's me. That's going to be me because I gave away everything I own in the world for pennies on the dollar, and it's a real humbling experience. <laughs> 
and you really just realize, oh, I'm worth nothing. I'm I'm worth nothing. What is <sighs> what are objects? What is consumerism? Supply and demand is real. Well, we both went through like moving situations, and I had to. I have three huge IKEA, the nice IKEA mm-hmm. bookshelves, oh, okay. full of DVDs. Hemness. DVDs, though. Oh yeah, no, nobody I needs mean, that shit. I did not have any foresight. Yeah, yeah. And I was obsessed with. I had to. You I, had to physically have a copy of Seinfeld season four. Why did I have to have Zoolander on Blu-ray? I know. Why did I? But we all fed into that. And now I it's just garbage. It's and it trash. makes me look like a crazy person. You still have them? Well, I mean, it's a lot to get rid of. No, I, mean, I know. Like, I got rid of all my CDs, and that was hard. But I regret getting rid of my CDs. I gave away my CDs a few years ago, and I'm like, my grandkids are going to want to look at my Sublime albums. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you know it where did. This, uh, this got a scratch from. This was right. Uh, oh yeah, I the remember. Great Battle of '96. Yes, you know? I was in the '98 Toyota <laughs> head of the mall. Well, that's the thing. CDs don't hold up. Sound wise, records, it's like, oh, hear that texture, but like nobody's going to buy vintage CDs yet. Cassettes have come back now, too. Um, which is dumb as fuck, let's be honest. Oh, completely. Like, I won't fall. By the way, I they rot out. My, you're not cool. No, I, my dad has an old Bronco, like a Ford Bronco. And every time I'm dad's OJ, right? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, OJ Johnson. (laughs) Um, my dad does have the same exact Bronco as OJ, though. And he bought it right before him. And then as soon as that happened, he was like, oh, shit. Not a good idea. Well, that's why he's kept it for 20-something years. Um, but it has a tape deck in it. And every time I'm home, I'm like, I'm going to pop into tape. And like, I'm driving the 93 Bronco around. Why not? They're all rotten. But remember... The when, tapes rot. But remember when you did have tapes and you had... Like, I remember I had, like, a tape holder mm-hmm. and... I was in oh, like yeah, elementary you had that school, tape holder, baby. and it had my favorites. Like, oh yeah, you would have like my like, Ace of Base. Yeah, I would have Dookie. Uh, <laughs> dude, Green Day Dookie was no, a huge cassette. No, I had it, and I put it in my dad's Bronco, and it wouldn't work. It was it was dead. It was it had disintegrated. I used to drive around. I I was telling stories about my old Corsica, and I used to. This is how nerdy I was, and I thought it was the coolest person. I used to drive around with the Grease Two soundtrack on cassette. Wow, and I would play Cool Rider. <laughs> Do you remember like cool? Honey, Rada I C- know it. O-O-L. But a cool, 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 cool rider. I want a cool rider. A cool, 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 cool rider. I want to see O O L R I D E R. I thought I was the coolest. And I, I explained this on the show. I used, to, I worked at a movie theater, and I had cardboard cutouts of Whoopi Goldberg from Sister Act and Michelle Pfeiffer from Catwoman in the car with you. I put them in the back seat, so it always looked like. But then it always ended up scaring me because I would right. not be ready for it. Yeah, that wouldn't be cool for a woman. I would not be down with that. I'm such an idiot. I man. love you being like Whoopi. Hey, man, let's listen to Grease too. You're hey, my Whoopi, only friend. Whoopi, are you buckled up back there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it's fine. So I did the Hills theme song because. I wanted to talk to you about the Hills New Beginnings, which yes. we actually talked about on Twitter once yes. because you actually saw me probably shit posting about it and you're like, hey, can we talk? Heidi, will you marry me? <gasps> Staring at the blank page before you open up the dirty window, let the sun illuminate the words that you cannot find reaching for You saw me kiss her. She leaned over and kissed you and you let her. So close you She'll just be over and just be fine. You need to stop having enemies, Spencer. I'm sorry that you're making yourself cry. 
It's the time in all of our lives where we make a decision about who we want to be. Where to start? With you and I? Yeah. Friend. I just feel like it was, I was really like, it was a very isolating experience. I watched it alone in my house by myself. Well, because it's so bad, it's good. It's bad, bad, and it I potentially not even good. I was about to say, I you're giving it a little too much credit. I just felt like I should watch it, given that the hills meant so much to me the first iteration. It meant so much to everybody. Yeah. Like this is a uh, a landmark benchmark show for so many people. Um, and, and so many women, and actually even my dude, like Nick Wagner. Nick Wagner loves the old hills. Like he had the no, biggest crush on Whitney No, it was a huge Port. cultural moment. And it was before the television, and we were all saturated with so many options. I mean, we didn't have Instagram. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we didn't have, God, it was just like, we all watched it and talked about it. And so when it came back, I was like, I'm here for this. I need to see what they're up to. Yeah. You well, know, way, we grew up with them. I'm the same age as all of them, you know? Yeah, I mean, it is, it is. I wish it was more fascinating to have watched them grow yes. older. Uh, real quick, the most famous dog in podcasting, Chooch, is here. Um, so uh, She's trying to, say, to find a toy right now. Uh, um, Good I, girl. I do want to mention really quick, we are in your apartment. You had a 35-person yes. live podcast show. I mean, yeah. I mean podcast. Yeah. And you had Darcy Carden from The Good yes. Place. I mean... I threw, in a, I threw a live podcast recording in my apartment, in my personal space, um, because I'm moving out. I felt, well, if any of these people know where I live now, they're not going to come try to kill me or anything because I won't live here anymore. Well, before we get to the hills, I want to talk about that because I was listening to that uh, episode, and what it reminded me of is what I love about Howard Stern, and I know yeah, you love him as same. well. We talk about it yes. a lot, but your show has the... Same kind of fun, the same kind of energy where you're doing songs, you're doing live shows, you're bringing fans in, you're making it, um, you're making your show an event. Is that kind of taken from Stern? Oh, is that inspired by? I didn't think it was, but I, I, pretty much I realized what, at one point, semi recently, that like Howard has inspired every creative choice I've done and, and, my, and definitely my voice, my podcast voice, 100%. Yeah. Just because I've been watching him since I was. 10 or 11, yeah. which is kind of scary if you think about it, you know, in terms of like the development of a teen girl, but, but I don't, it just, he informed my sense of humor. Yeah. And, and people don't give him credit in terms of, well, I mean, they, we they could do a whole sexuality. They just say, Oh, he's the guy. Well, yeah. That right. Strippers. On. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he created the whole like back office the reality story. Show yes. Within a radio he show. He also invented podcasts. No one was doing hour long, hour long interviews with celebrities. Yeah. No one was doing that. He is a podcast. That's why I like when people are like, what podcast do you listen to? I'm like, well, I'm kind of a bigot. Honestly, I don't listen to a ton. I yeah. do listen to Howard Stern though. And I, always say my favorite podcast is Howard Stern. I listen to him on my phone, on demand, when I want. He's a fucking it's, podcast. It, it's like, because um, I've been listening in over 25 years, I think, and it it comes to a certain point, and I think this has in common with podcasting too, is that they become a uh, family. Yes. You are, and it's the same thing with you. Like, people follow your journey. Right. It's not just um, makeup and things like yes. that. It's, it's Jackie right. and your journey, and you've shared so much of it. Um, just personally, thank you. I, I reached out to you. you. Had such an amazing speech at the beginning of what you had been through, and it was one of the most inspired speeches I'd ever heard on a podcast. Or oh wow! Stern. Um, and it was so motivating for me. But 
this whole year you've had like a year of yes kind of would I you mean, describe it this as? has been the most fucked up year of my life. It's been the most fucked up year, um, the worst pain I've ever felt, um, a really horrific uh fucked up year that is um I get so emotional. I'm oh, sorry. I get emo- uh, dude, I'm uh, like, I was thinking about. But, but like, even right now, as we, we're literally recording in my apartment the last day here, I've been here seven years and I'm unpacking a lot physically and emotionally in this apartment. Um, but yeah, this year's been fucked up, but it's turning into an amazing year. So it's an even bigger fuck because it's like it started out so sad and painful and is ending in like joy. And I'm like, damn, what a friggin' journey. But you know, you, you seem like you have, and this is probably not correct at all. You seem like you've made all the right moves for your well-being, almost. No, but I mean, I'll take that. Uh, I <laughs> here's the thing. I I did not know how strong I was. I did not know that I was gonna be okay. Um, I you don't like. I mean, I wake up scared every day. Well, I've never day. gone through anything like this. You know, um, my entire life fell apart, and I just got up and I was like, I have to get some help. And that's so scary. And I'd never wanted to do that before because I was scared. I knew that if I opened the box, I might not be able to close it. And I was so scared to really get into things. And now that I've done it, I'm like, fuck, if only I had gone sooner, who knows where I would be? Because I understand now why I've made the choices I've made. And, um, and it all makes sense now, and now I will never repeat those patterns again. And it's fascinating to find out your patterns. Yes. To find out things that were so obvious, but yes. you see them, yes. and you have some kind of outside force going, yes. hey, do you realize right. these are... I mean, sometimes I still a lot fall into those patterns, right. but at least you know you start to right. realize or recognize. I don't. I'm fixed. No, I no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. I'm like sitting well, in front the of a thera- Well, the therapist, <laughs> she keeps saying to me, like, you're showing such extreme resilience, and she's like, you're so insightful. And she keeps, she was like, hey, you've been in therapy before, right? I was like, no. I mean, she's like, I can't believe it. And I really, truly just think, oh, well, it's a long story, but I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder at yeah. the beginning of the year. And one of the symptoms is called hypervigilance, where oh. it's like you go into fixed mode and you just want to make everything better. And, and you know, uh, and I was doing that. And I, and I realized I've been doing that my whole life. Yeah. All the trauma I experienced throughout my life and my childhood, that was, I was in self-defense mode. I was in self-preservation mode. I was like, I got to get, I got to get through this. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to get through this. That's just how I do things. And that has actually played a really good part into my recovery because I'm so hyper-focused on fixing things. And recovering that it's helped me get, it's helped me recover, yeah. you know? Well, like, even, yeah, I would say you even had the same attitude with your career in certain ways. And I've noticed this um, because I noticed you when, I mean, I knew you when you were like back in UCB days. Right. Like I've been, and to watch, uh, I mean, when did Natch Butte start? Two and a half mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. And how did Natch Butte start? I mean, I was just, uh, I didn't want to start a podcast. This is hilarious looking back, but I was like, Everybody has one. No one will listen, which is so funny because now everybody has yeah, one. Like my what? parents just started one. They oh just, god! No, they didn't know. I mean, God, thank God. Yeah, you know, it's funny, but probably they will. They're, they probably no, will any day. Eventually, yeah. yeah. And and you know, and I feel like that's kind of the mentality for a lot of us. Like, oh, I don't want to start a YouTube channel. YouTube saturated. No one will find your video. It's you know. And I was just being like that, and I think it was truly just 
I was scared to put myself out there and, you know, but I was convinced to start one and I was like, okay, well, I don't want to do just a two person talking one. I want to have some kind of niche thing. And and I've always been kind of the, the gal people go to for advice on products. And so I used to do lashes used to do. Yeah. Yeah. I have like a long trajectory in like the beauty space, starting with like child pageantry and shit. And I was like, oh, this might be fun, you know? And that was it. I mean, so, but then when it started exploding, did you even have any kind of, did you fathom that ever? Did you no. fathom two and a half years ago that, I mean, not all the bad stuff, but all the great stuff that have happened because of the podcast? Zero. Yeah. I, I honestly started it uh, at a very naive, out of a very naive mind I, because my friend Georgia Hardstark, her yeah. her podcast just took to fuck off. And she was like, you should start one. You can make some cash. And I was like, oh, shit, that might be cool. I literally went into it thinking, oh, I'll make money like Georgia. Uh, Which, if you start a podcast thinking you're going to get rich, you're not. No, dude. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. no, honey. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I didn't know. I was just like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll start making money off of this. You're creative. I didn't know. know. I did not know. Um, But it is funny because I, I, you know, used to be obsessed with your Snapchat back in the day. And you used to just monologue. Yeah, yeah. Well, that became... Natribute was kind of the second iteration of the Snapchat like, rants. I yeah. remember you waiting for uh, residual checks that didn't come <laughs> to pay your rent. I oh, remember yeah. that kind of stuff oh, yeah. of watching you. So it is so fucking inspirational to see like, oh, man. So I'm going to start a makeup podcast. That's basically what this is yeah. starting to be. No, um, You wouldn't be the first person I know that started a makeup podcast <laughs> after. <laughs> yeah. um, after becoming, yeah, it's, it happens, you know. Two more questions before we get started into the hills. Um, I, uh, why, I don't know anything about anything. Why, why sunscreen on my face? Yeah. Why SPF? Why? Yeah. Well, I want a nice tan on my face. What is it? Well, I don't know if you're aware of this, um, but... Fuck, man. The air is terrible. I oh. mean, do you smell our air today? It's horrible. Barbecue. Barbecue yeah. Pringles. It's not cute. The sun is out to get us. Our ozone layer is going away. Have you noticed that the sun feels more harsh than it used to? I thought that was just life. I thought that was just life. Like, like we're getting old. And, yeah, just like my bones are aching. Yeah. That kind of thing. It's probably a combination of both. But no, the, the sun is harsh and it hurts us. And we just have to protect ourselves as much as we can from it, you know? And... um so that yeah, daily sunscreen every you single day. Slather it on, and I just like I just am like, well, then I, my face won't be tan. But that's not what we're doing. It. For. No, 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 no. The sun. We need to protect ourselves from Jackie's the sun. Literally looking at me like I'm a fucking idiot. No, 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 no. I get it. I mean, I wouldn't have worn daily sunscreen either if I hadn't. But just like every single. That's probably a lot of the problems that we can have on our skin. The sun is a factor in. You know what I mean? Like he's public enemy number one, as far as I'm concerned. What's my joke? I always say, I say he's big, he's orange, he's mean. <laughs> he's public enemy number one, the sun. And I do like a bait and switch. You know, they think I'm talking about you know who, and oh, then I yeah. do a switchy. <laughs> Um, last thing, you are a uh, a very big proponent, vegan-free, cruelty-free uh, makeup, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and have you seen things uh, start to steer more in that direction in the makeup industry? Um, I Yes. There's still a huge... Chuchi's asleep on a dirty towel. That's a mood. That's an eternal mood. You just heard so many podcasts. Oh, yeah. She's like... She's so over it. Um they're still the big dogs in the fight are still animal testing and 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 I'm hoping that does change at some point but yes the thing is is the more people get wise to it 
as consumers, the more people can have the power to go, oh, shit, I'm not going to help with that. I'm not contributing to that. Bye. So educating ourselves on what we're buying and from who. Like, we just go into Sephora and we see something and we buy it and we're like, oh, this is cute. But we don't know who made that. We don't know who's at the table, Um, you know, the big, big fancy table at the top of the corporate office. Personally, it's like, well, I'm an independent you know, business. I'm a, I'm a woman out there trying to make it. So that's who I want to give my money to is like indie women owned businesses. So that's what I've kind of focused on with Natribute. And I encourage my audience to do the same. And that also it's called value-based consumerism. And it's, it's kind of taking over in all regards. Like look at fast fashion. It's like tanking, you know, cause everyone's like, Oh shit. Children overseas are getting paid. Yeah, I mean, forever 21 is gone. Because we're finally getting wise to all the fucked up shit that's going on. Yeah. And in that, we have the power as consumers. And that's what I always say on Nashville is vote with your wallet. So, you know, next time you're out of toothpaste, you know, do some research as to what you're buying and who you're buying it from and what's in it. And I guarantee you can find something that actually aligns with your values more and you're probably going to like it better. I loved when you were on the Howard Turn wrap-up show and you went off on Gary and John about this. It was one of the best... Uh, I mean, it was just a great explosion. Yeah, I don't a- even remember, honestly. Oh, that were- I blanked all that out. Live, being <laughs> on the live radio is so scary. It oh, truly wait. is fucking scary. You're so close to... And people I'm, would like write like a lot. I got a lot of shit the last appearance I was on. Shocking. And I was just like, y'all, this is hard. Like you can't delete shit. You got whatever you say, you got to roll with. Yeah. You know? I know. Last Howard thing. No, no. So I, I, I got can do a, a five I know, Howard. but this isn't what this podcast is. If you want to do yes. a Howard pod, <laughs> call me. Um, he would love that. Um you know, I was making fun of John Hine for not trying any of the meatless burgers. Yeah. And then Howard literally brings it up every day on, yes. on the air. What I said to him, but in a very, a lot more profound, yeah. ar- articulate manner. Yeah. Because I was just like, why don't you eat it? You like fast food. I refuse. And Howard's like, you fucking loser. Eat the damn hamburger. Like, Howard's saying what I said to him. Dude, him going to Pink's and in and out instead of oh my like, God, like, it's I can't. like insane. I can't. Um, okay. Hills. John Hine, I know you're listening. You deserve better. <laughs> And that's what it comes down to. You deserve better. We all do. Uh, You know, you deserve stable finances. You deserve happy relationships. You deserve nourishing food that's going to serve your body and your mind. We all deserve better. You know, you we deserve to put effort into ourselves. And yeah. that's what an attribute is all about. It's not about being vain. I mean, I'm vain as fuck, but you know what I mean? It's not about that. It's just life is short. It's hard out there. Do your damn best and treat yourself with some, you know, self-care and some love. That's it. Just we have to. We're all we have. I'm going to I'm I'm going to start talking about the hills or I'll start crying. Okay. So, um <laughs> Which you might anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I get when I get to the Spencer stuff, That's, I'm gonna. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Um, okay, the Hills New Beginnings. You have to watch it because of how you grew up with this cast. Yes. Before you watched anything, what were you expecting? Was there something you were hoping to see? I, you know, I honestly went in pretty blind. I haven't caught up. Yeah, it's TV. Ca- you should go and. You know, I'll be honest. I was not really an LC person. Shocking. I, she just is kind of. Meh to me. Who and, were you and, more for then? I mean, I just liked. I don't know. I think I didn't realize that until later. Yeah. I just like to see what they're up to, where they're going, and you know the friend dynamics and who you know. But I went into the new one just being like, where are they now? Because again, I'm the same age as them. I've been in LA this whole fucking time too. I used you, you to used see to go them. To Joseph's. You I used, used to, to see to... them at Ledoux. Yes, I mean, I was. 
I had a joke that my life was running parallel to LC's and I was like, you know, she's like whipping through the hills in her convertible and you pan over and my Mustang had broken down. <laughs> or like she walks into Ledoux and then you pan over and I'm trying to get in. I'm yeah. like in the back row. Being like, can I get in? Hello? Like we've been in the same town running in the same circle, sort of. But also that period of time for all of us, I think, that lived in LA was so uh, special, I mean, special in a certain way because it was uh, Lindsay, Paris, all of that yes. time at the same time. I used to see them all the time. Well, I used to run a nightclub during that time, and Misha Barton, who, of course, is in this new episode or yeah, show, yeah. doesn't make sense. She used to come in with Brandon Davis, oh, yeah. Brandon Davis mm-hmm. and Gummy Bear, mm-hmm. and they had sex once in the upstairs bathroom, oh. and I had a busser come, and like I had to like knock and get wow. them out. And then Brandon, of course, was like in that, like he'd always carry around two packs of like Marlboro Reds with him. Mm. and uh, Just in case you run out. I mean, yeah. Gotta have the backups. Gotta keep that grease going. Yes. But it was... Like it was the rise of Perez Hilton, TMZ. Yes. Uh, my friend Kelly said she used to know you uh, big on, um, not Zenga, but. Um, MySpace. No. My oh, sp- I mean, um, uh, Tumblr. Tumblr. Yes. I was a, yeah, Tumblr was my shit. Because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm interviewing Jackie. Anything? She's like, oh, I was a huge fan of Jackie's on Tumblr. Yeah, it was like my emo outlet. And what would you post on Tumblr? Just like blah, like I would like talk about my feelings and shit or like photos of myself you know what was it random picture of yourself Thursday I took it down (laughs) um because I'm I'm one of those people that I'm like I'm erasing old tweets you know what I mean it's just and it's not that I have anything uh, that I need to be worried about it's just I wasn't funny you know what I mean like I'm like it is sad to go back and literally I'm doing stuff like time to watch tv yeah yeah no classic you know um and it was also just a different it's, it, it was a whole chapter ago, yeah. Uh, you know. So I have taken down the Tumblr. Um, what was your opinion of Spencer and Heidi uh, before this? I uh, fucking new- hated him. Yeah, right. But now I love him. Well, isn't it weird for this show to have them be the moral center yes. of the show? Yes. But you know what? They have proved all of us wrong. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. They have proved all of us wrong. We all wanted to hate them, and they kind of they leaned they, into that and made their I money mean, off of it we're and now whatever. At, we're, this is Halloween right now, and I still have it uh, emblazoned in my memory of them calling the paparazzi at the pumpkin patch. Oh, yeah. Them with the pumpkin. Yeah, they yeah. used to do that, and I mm-hmm. used to love seeing those pre-planned Yeah, I mean, they uh, were making their cash, you know? And I think it was really cool how transparent they were about, like, their life. Like, they were like, we ran out of money, you know? I we, mean, I'm buying $40,000 crystals. Yeah, we fell out of fame. We fell out of, um, you know, and they stayed together through all of it. They really, truly proved us wrong. Because I remember they got married young, and I, what were we all thinking? Oh, they'll be divorced in six months. Oh, I yeah. mean, truly, I thought I that. I thought he was a maniac. She had done all that plastic surgery. I was very and scared. And she honestly looks fucking good now like she looks she settled into it or something i think she got certain things removed that she had right right and then your face does that naturally but you know what i again i feel for them she was young and no one trained her in being famous it's i can only imagine how hard it was and she probably got some dysmorphia from all of the photos and all the comments on the you know pictures and she wanted to improve herself and and a doctor took advantage of her you know, yeah, I mean, and big he time. and then he drove off a cliff. Remember, he was <laughs> yeah, tweeting yeah. in his car, and he fucking drove off yeah. a cliff and burned up, which isn't funny. It's <laughs> fucked oh, up. That is fucked up. I'm it's sorry. Up. It's just very crazy. Yeah. Um. It is. Uh. It is shocking, and I really do believe this. On the last episode of the New Beginnings, they do the vow renewal, and Heidi sings her new song. Yeah. And and if everybody knows Spencer Pratt from his Snapchat, he loves Taylor Swift. Yeah. Seems like he really. I was loves at music. the concert with them. I mean, I wasn't sitting with yeah. them, but I remember 
I was at that same show, the Reputation tour here in LA last year. But are you going to the new Lover Stadium? I tour didn't thing? get a ticket, but honey, I better find one. <laughs> That's uh, like someone a, better send like, me one. Feels like a threat. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, it was crazy that him watching his wife sing what a lot of us would say would be like not a good song or like not right. a great performer. He literally is like, she is the best pop singer yeah. this world has ever known. Yeah. And you, I believe he believes oh, that. Oh, same. Which makes me kind of still believe in and love. And she's such a good mom. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, don't you believe that no, like, some I, people might I cried. be really in love? No, no, some no. people might. I know? cried. I cried during their vow yeah. renewal. And I actually put some of it in my phone. Like, I quoted some of it in my phone. I was like, I'm keeping this for my vow someday. After the tears... It's a real testament that you're standing here today, together. Ten years of marriage, I have really prioritized my husband and our life together, being teammates to each other, encouraging each other, laughing through a lot of hard times. We have certainly made it through a lot. So Spencer, repeat after me. Look at your gal. <laughs> Hi, Spencer. Hi, Spencer. Vow to continue to love you, Heidi. I vow to continue to love you, Heidi. I vow to cherish you. I vow to cherish you. I vow to protect you. I vow to protect you. As we move forward in this wonderful life together until death do us part. As we move forward together in this wonderful life until death do us part. And I'll see you in heaven. It has so much more meaning in this moment than it did 10 years ago because I was still so young and I didn't really understand what marriage and like really what that commitment and those vows meant. Heidi, repeat after me. I, Heidi. I, Heidi. Vow to continue to love you, Spencer. <sighs> vow to continue to love you, Spencer. I vow to cherish you. Vow to cherish you. Vow to protect you. I vow to protect you. As we move forward in this wonderful life together until death do us part. As we move forward in this wonderful, blessed life together until death do us part and then we'll go into heaven together. There's a moment where you get like a little bump in your throat. It's like <laughs> a crazy, nostalgic love that nobody can touch. That's the shit that I yearn for. But um, it really was, it was beautiful. And, and, um, they're, you're right. They're the moral compass and they're the most na- sane and normal. And that's like, what I'm saying. So how weird is it that you immediately start to realize they're the moral center yeah. and things are kind of spiraling around yeah. them. Um, and then we have like shit shows, but yes. not, like not even super entertaining shit shows. You no. have Brody and Caitlin. I find them to be boring AF. All of them. I can't stand any of them. It's like, who would you want to hang out with at a party? None of them. Spencer no. and Heidi. I'd have dinner with them. That's the cool thing about getting older is that you immediately know that like, I don't want to hang out with them and I won't. Yes. Like you don't have right. to do the things that you used to feel like you right, had to right. do. Right, right. Brody, um, I feel like he did the show just because it was going to help him um, push the divorce. Yes. Through. Like it was like, this will, the dam will burst. People yes. will see how much I hate her. Slash they didn't, they weren't even really married. 
Yeah, exactly. yeah. Well, which is another kind of brilliant move on his yes. part. Yes. So he actually just broke up with Jose Canseco's daughter, I think, this week. So he's back on the market. Oh, I saw him at Whole Foods once. Was when he, he was with Jay, <laughs> was he the DJ at Whole Foods? He was sacking my kombucha. No, he was Double dating that Jade. Do you remember what's her name? The playmate. I don't even remember her last name. She's like Instagram famous now. She's a vegan and okay. Like, but she, um, they were in front of me one time. This was again like mid aughts, late aughts. And I was just like, I was like, oh my god! It was when he was on the hill, you know. Yeah. It was like in his heyday. He's, st- I mean, he really is a great looking guy. He's looking really good too. I mean, he's he he's thirty five and he's looking real good. And money's the best lotion, you know. Well, I think it's way more than money, though. Yeah, too. yeah. I mean, good DNA. Helps. Good DNA. But what do you think then of Caitlyn getting off the show and then dating Miley? Good for her. She's super cute. Yeah, but they could tell like those couples that just hate each oh, other. Oh yeah. So. That was that was all strategy, though. You know, that's another thing. Awkward. To yeah, watch. yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Like he, like we're watching him take a bath and like playing catch with his dogs in the bath. Like, yeah, it's, whatever. And his journey was like saving Malibu yeah. from the fires, which yeah. is like noble journey. Yes. But also, people like that are kind of they're so cocky that they're like, I can stop this fire. He just has. I mean, does anyone like him? I'm I'm talking about as an audience person watching this show in this character that they have edited together and like whatever. He is a total, in the show, this character that they have put on this TV. I'm not talking about him personally. But I still believe. Sucks. Yeah. He sucks. Yes. I'm like, you're a dick. You're cocky. You're rude to your wife. And then what? Why couldn't we get footage of this fight? It's fake, right? Why, are why they is there no footage? No That's what I'm saying. They don't it's, even hang out with each because other because it's, it's fake. It's fake. It never wait, happened. Jackie, they made it up. No, it never Jackie, happened. See, Jackie, the only thing I disagree with you on: they're not good actors. They're not. They're that, horrible actors. So what? I mean, I did believe Brody was pissed. Yeah. Usually you can tell like a 90 day fiance when they've been told to say stuff because right. it's so bad. Yeah. I felt like some of this was real. The things that were <laughs> completely fake was them jamming Misha Barton into it. Right. Like, Being like, oh, our old friend Misha. Like, you know Misha was too cool to talk to them. That bitch walked right past them at the parties. Okay, so there was an episode uh, during the season where Misha goes to an acting coach. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I can say this, but that... They went to a Leslie, my oh, yeah, yeah, and we were all offered it, and I refused it. Why didn't I, you do it, dude? I don't want to be the acting coach on the hills, and then, like, if I don't, it just, I would rather do I other embarrassing so things with my time. I am so shocked you didn't take that opportunity. Well, people went to me first because of it, and I said no, because I want to, I'll end up talking about it. Well, now I'm doing it anyways. Right. But my friend Mallory, a teacher, you know, did there, and it was that was another sad thing just as an actor. And you, she talks about like, well, I'm not hot enough to be the hot one anymore. And she's not character enough to be the character one anymore. So then you find, it was like, it was like a show within a show because like, yeah, now you're doing reality. You know what? Shows. That was more interesting than any of the other shit on the show. It for like I know one plot. That was more interesting to me. I like, first of all, I am a Misha stand for life. I support my queen. you love the OC. You're well, a huge OC yes, fan, and right? I used to dress like Misha Barton. I used to get my hair done like her. People tell you I look like her. I would literally took, I took her Got Milk ad into the fucking hair salon when I moved here and said, yeah, give me did, these highlights. carry around with the milk mustache. I would, I would wear that milk <laughs> mustache everywhere I went. And because, and I just, I, I root for her and I always will. Same with Lindsay Lohan. I'm like, you really? know. Really? Even Lohan? A hundred percent Lohan. I want her to have a comeback. Look, Robert Downey Jr. did it. Did you did watch it. Lohan's Beach Club? Oh, I watched the pilot. Yeah. 
uh, that was free on online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't it close though? It did. Because yeah. I had friends in Mykonos, yeah. and they were like, "Where the fuck is it? We came here for this." People were sending in pictures of it, like shuttered and stuff. Uh, you know, but now she's, I think, in Dubai. She's dating. I mean, it's just the journey. Well, is but insane. she, I, she's my girl for life. And I, again, after you go through a trauma, it changes you. And I, and we're all older now too, and we're more empathetic. I just see her journey, and I see what she was put through. She was a young girl thrust into fame, and I think if you're around people who don't support you and are, aren't looking out for you, shit's gonna go wrong. And the bottom line is, she's a very, she's an incredible actress, and. No one can ever take Mean Girls away from her and Freaky Friday and her. Yeah, those always. I mean, iconic. Like you said. Iconic. You know, she has that in her. And I think she can get on the right track and she could be a fucking comeback. What if when she's 40, she becomes the next Allison Janney? You know what I I mean? What I think is hard to watch, at least for me with her, is that there is a delusion there that I think she's surrounded with people that I think she legitimately thinks that she is still a top like in right, the top right. Five of actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, she's just not right parts because she's such a huge right. Celebrity. Well, but again, that's just her ego. When you're young and you get people tell you how great you are, your ego gets fucked up. You yeah. know, she needs a check. Is there anybody that you uh, that was your girl or your guy that you didn't stay with that you're like they made such a weird choice? That I, I mean, can't, I can't go with. This. I'm sure there are. If you like name some, I could yeah. probably give Trump. you. No, I'm joking. Yeah. yeah. I used to watch The Apprentice. I, I thought it was so great. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I really did. I, thought I didn't think he was going to be our fucking president. I also it He's a cartoon like, character. That's how I watched it. I thought he was an yes, idiot. Yes, I thought it was. Well, you're going to fucking tell Brett Michaels what to do? I'm in. Like, I No, it that. was. I was Arsenio like. Hall? I'm on. telling you, it was so good. Oh, dude, I watched the first, before it was Celebrity Apprentice. Same. I all of it. Same. But I also knew, I was a kid, but I also knew that he, that he was a loon. Yeah. I mean, anyways. Um, anyway. Um, okay, so we have Brody, Caitlin. Yeah. What did you think of the other, the other transplant that I, that they tried to jam in, uh, uh, Brandon Lee's. I love him. Right? I love this edition. He was so interesting. I just am fascinated. What a fucking life when your parents are Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. Like, I want... And he seems so... The swagger. The swagger. But in a... Uh, what do we, a BDE? I mean, what would we call I that? Love it. It's kind of like he's like he's not. Being but a he's self aware. Yeah, he's not being. A he's self aware. He's like my fucking parents are two cartoon characters. Yeah, you know, and he's sober because he got fucked up as a young age. He's already turned his life around. He's a little affected because he lives in Malibu right, and all right. of that. But he's just like I like this girl Ashley, and you know, like that know. girl is so gorgeous. Yeah, but like remember when she said she was like. Uh, that she, uh, what did he tell? She told him that he, like, I want to win a Grammy one day, and she's an actor. It was like some kind of really weird, right? You know, he's too young to settle down anyway. And that's what I think his journey was. Yeah, he realized that at the end when right. he slept with somebody at uh, Heidi's. Yeah, imagine being that good looking, where you're just like, just friends are just throwing their friends. Right, at. like that's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. He has a life we will never know. No, <laughs> he no. has a life we will never know. Yeah, he yeah. was born famous. Yeah. He was born famous. I mean, remember, I mean, Pam and Tommy. I remember. Remember those, like, like Pam threw Tommy, like, a, a like a Halloween-themed birthday party, and they, it was in Rolling Stone, they all just passed around Molly, and, like, oh. she rented, like, Ferris oh, yeah. wheels, and, like. Oh, also, I love when she's on. Like, I need a parenting show with her. Oh I'm a Pam stan for life, too. You know, she's vegan and a huge animal yeah. advocate. So is Tommy Lee. They're, like, huge animal advocates, and, um. 
they're a fascinating family and I really like her as but, a person. I really like her and I think she's an icon and I, I think she's aging gracefully and she's a queen. That's where the show failed as well though, because they set up this dynamic of, um, uh, Tommy Lee and Brandon had right. gotten into a huge fight, and, and we didn't talk. get to see we it. We don't get to see. And he why would he hide? And why would he not be on camera? He loves Tommy the camera. Lee, he's been on MTV. So he's married much. to Brittany Ferlin. He loves a camera. I don't understand why you set up a plot line and then we just well, get no the, payoff. Hey guys, it went well. We're friends again. Right. What? We need to see that. Maybe they want to be private with their family shit. I get it. Whatever. I do feel like the government, and I don't. I'm very anti-government right now. They do need to step in on reality shows. I yes, know it's real. Yes, I want to know. Well, like, it's all fake. Yeah, we all know that. It's it that. is though. It is. We know Vanderpump. Yeah, it's all fake. It's fine. I mean. It's fine. You know, there it's might fine. not even have been a fight between him and his dad. It could have all been fake. I don't know. Um, what do you think of uh, what do you think of Spencer's sister? What do you I can't stand her. I want her to leave and go back to England with her fake accent. I can't. It's it's very... She's boring. What does she do for a living? She's, what is her job? Okay. What is she what are her passions? Well, what makes her so, tick? Okay, as a makeup uh, expert, she always seems so made up. Well, you know, so I'm not mad at a, a woman who loves to be glam. But I'm not mad at a woman who who, you know, like Gwen Stefani, we've never seen Gwen Stefani with no makeup on, honey. We've never yeah, seen her not, with a root. We've a, never seen she's a gla- yeah. she's a glam gal, and I appreciate that, and that's a mood. But But is that her thing? No, no, glam? no. What is she doing? That's the thing. It's like Misha is an actress. Heidi and Spencer run this company. Brandon Lee is pursuing acting, acting. and modeling. <laughs> what the fuck is this girl doing? Like, what are you? Your brother's famous? Like, I, there's nothing makes her tick. I didn't. I want to know like your passions in life. You know, uh, you, you know, she your hobbies. She's just a vapid person. And then again, I'm speaking to watching this television show sure, and what yes, they have presented not, her. I'm yeah, not saying what? she is. I'm talking about the character on a show. Get out of town, honey. You're boring. She's boring. And then I see her. Stephanie, come on in. No, yeah. Come in, honey. Yeah, yeah. Do you want some of my stuff? I'm getting rid of these frames <laughs> in the corner here. <laughs> Can I, I don't understand. And like, but the funniest part was when she was wearing that ridiculous crown and she goes, welcome to being an adult. Yeah. And she was in that ridiculous <laughs> outfit. I was like, honey, you're hilarious. You know, like you have no self-awareness. Well, I think this is picked up for season two. So I'll be fascinated to watch whatever thin storyline they give her. Right. But speaking of somebody that uh, doesn't. It sometimes she's doesn't... just not. She's boring, right? Yeah, exactly. I have no interest well, in her. The only thing they try to jam down our throats is this possible love connection with Justin Trash Bobby. Right. And... Which we could do a whole fucking oh, hour we're gonna on We're going to go into a second about uh, yeah. I mean, more than a second. But I wanted to really quick touch on uh, Audrina Partridge. Yes. Miss uh, Doe Eyes. Also, we can stop if you need no. to answer things. Um, Audrina Partridge, the Bambi-eyed, dead-eyed girl that does a lot of the voiceovers. What is your opinion of Audrina? Okay, so OG Hills, I couldn't stand her. Okay. New Audrina, she's been through some shit. She has some depth to her. <laughs> she's battled. She she's has battle some pain. Tested. Okay. And, you know, I'm going through a divorce. Oh, okay. So when Audrina... You know, started mentioning how like her marriage ended, and she, I was like, "Okay, I, I'm here for my girl. I understand what you're going through." You know, and she has a new depth to her that I really appreciate, and I'm actually more of a fan now. That's interesting to me. And she seems like she has really matured and has really formed as a person. 
old Audrina literally, she would say something and like look off to the side and yeah, her, her what did I call it? Like, like ceiling eyeballs. Eye. It's just like dead yeah. eyes. It's... And I was just like, you're boring. I know you're gorgeous, but like I have, you, have, you have nothing to say. And now I feel like she's a fully formed person and I'm actually rooting for her in every way. She is very nice. I thought it was fascinating that Ryan Cabrera got to come into this again. Well, but again, that's all, oh, that's sure. not real. Well, yeah. two things about the Audrina, at one point in one of the earlier episodes, she's moving into a new place and they have these perfect untouched moving boxes oh yeah and you have like the three girls including Heidi going like mm, we got a lot of stuff to put away the boxes look like they've like there's yeah. nothing in them they at all. bought them at the so box amazing. store the set person put them out um, one time I was at uh, I actually went you know I'm a huge fan of Counting Crows mm-hmm. I once asked you because you do a, a, a punk band mm-hmm. I, you do, I like, was yeah you, well you early yeah but you did uh, early aught covers mm-hmm. and I once asked if you did Counting Crows covers yeah. I remember Tom and Ariana were there and they were like what yeah uh, but I went to see Counting Crows in Irvine by myself, yeah. And Audrina was there with Ryan Cabrera. Oh shit! And I just, I then I just walked behind. Them when was I, that? Uh, this is about a year and a half ago. So they're still really buddies. I mean, they were really, but I, I think they were romantic. Like they seemed like during um during Long December, they yeah. were holding hands. Oh, like I was, <laughs> was how sad. I'm a grown man at a Counting Crows by myself. Yeah. And then I saw them and I stood behind them. The whole I think time. going to a concert alone is a mood. And sure, and sure I and I, because here's the thing, like if you go with someone who doesn't appreciate the band as much as you, then they're going to be sucking your vibe. You oh, know totally. what I mean? And then you have to like like kind of apologize. <laughs> Long December, huh? That's what I'm saying. Like you know, I have I been to a concert by myself? Yeah, I've been to a movie. Know, I mean, didn't you go to a Blink concert by yourself or something? I had I met up with some people okay. there. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, and it, actually, that how is dare the you? Band. It's the how dare band. you? perfect band to see by uh, yourself because it is one of those bands I apologize to people for liking. So I don't oh, have right. to apologize. You're not a blank? No, Counting Crows. Oh, got it. Well, oh. I'm a bl- I am will I will die on this cross. Blink-182 means so much to me. Yeah. Like It's crazy because pe- if I had to name like my two Beatles and Blink, like I put them up there with the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> they just mean so much to me. But by the way, that's what uh, we, there was a tweet this week about somebody saying like anybody that makes fun of somebody for liking something, it's the worst kind of person. Oh yeah. And I completely agree because like I am what I like. Yes. That's what drives me. Like yes. all of this shit, all of these reality shows, yes. this means something in yes. a joking in a completely non-joking way. Yes. Like I'll make fun of my family, but I better not hear any of you right. make fun of my family. Right. So um, yeah. um so I just real quick, Frankie Delgado, why are we hearing him talk? You know, I think they needed somebody who He's always like, I run a club. I'm a, right, I'm, right, right. I'm a club owner. You know, again, he's I so was happy to be involved. He seems like a really good guy, but I don't give a shit what he's up to. You know what I mean? But they really like he. It was Frankie heavy. It was Frankie and, heavy. You know, he went from like uh, a friend that barely talked at right. all to he's giving like full monologues. Right, we're meeting his wife. Yeah, he's talking about his. They come seem up. they seem to be doing really well. You know, I think they seem nice. I just don't care. Okay. Yes. Um, oh, you know what we need to talk about. <laughs> We need to talk about um, how they fucking probably called up what's her face Whitney Port, and oh, they were like, "We can you show up a couple times, yeah, you, to like legitimize this." She's like, and a she ghost. goes, "She's like haunting, yeah, yeah. Like just in the background." And they were, she's like, "I'll do it if you pay me." And they're like, "Okay, so we're gonna pretend for you to sell white strips, dude." That was okay. So this is a big thing I want to talk to you about. Yeah, the same 
<laughs> the same section of the show that she did the Crest White Strips. Yeah. She's talking about her miscarriage. Oh, God. Yeah. She talks about her miscarriage. Yeah. And, and then, then, all then puts sudden, on the white strip. I was putting away my laundry. So yeah. I was like listening just half heartedly. And then all of a sudden there's silence. <laughs> and I look up and I see Whitney staring into a mirror. And I'm like, I, it was one of those things where I was like, is she looking at me? Like, I didn't yeah, know yeah. what was going on. And, no, they didn't go from miscarriage to, to selling white strips. strips. With Whitney, of all people, who yeah. just talked about how she lost a part of her soul? Like, that's bizarre. That was a very bad. But maybe it was because they knew that was an interesting part, and then you would be still engaged in her so to hear the ad. you sold it to the Crest people? You guys, we got a perfect way to I sell mean, some white strips. They might. It was the one of the. It was the most, most disturbing jarring of, edit. Yeah, I rewound it like three or four yeah, times because like, I just couldn't believe it. Like I thought my TiVo went out. I was like, yeah. Um, the person I hate the most. Yeah. Um, JB. JB. Justin yeah, yeah. Um, what, what? What is your opinion? Of how does he pay show? rent? Like, do you think he has rich parents? Who's no, paying we, we the met rent? His biker. His biker dad, yeah. which explains why he wears a biker jacket. By the way, guys, I've talked about this before. He wears three or four different jackets at, at the once. same time. Mm-hmm. One of the jackets is a leather jacket. So I'm assuming all of the jackets represent some piece of his family. Like yeah. Oh, okay. I like that. Mom, I like that. Jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a vest for the brother or something. Eventually, you're just going to see him down the street. He's going to look like the kid from uh, Christmas Story when he's oh, yeah. school. Oh, like yeah. Or like Joey when he arms. puts on all the clothes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I hate him with such a burning yeah, passion. Yeah. He is everything that I hate about guys he in is one person. R- Raya walking. Yes. Yeah. He's, he. <laughs> he's he's a physical embodiment of the Raya. Wait, did app. you ever go on Raya? Oh, I did. I mean, you must have had like insane. Uh, uh, I met my boyfriend on there. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. I mean, he seems awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, well, I had the most fun month of my life on there, and and I only went out with a few people. It wasn't. I just. I was I gave no fucks and I was like so this will scared, be entertaining. You well no, and I only met up with I only I basically only met up with people I already knew. I knew Ben. I knew my boyfriend for yeah. 6 years, but I saw him on Raya. That's the thing like so I wasn't I didn't feel safe enough to like really get in there, but I just had so much fun with it because it's hilarious. Did you have fun on like Tinder stuff too? Did I you I never just... went there. Perfect. Honey, we only we went to the I top. <laughs> Okay, we went straight to the top. I, I didn't know if they would approve me. Raya isn't really like even successful. They're all getting like invites and well, like... I, there's all these politics. So I've heard. I don't know if it's true. I got in without a friend pass. I just applied, and I didn't know if they would approve me. They did. I heard that if you get in on a friend pass, that the algorithm only shows you other people that got in on friend passes. Oh, that's and then the more you get swiped, the more up you go, and then you get to see more people. What was your? Because um, my friend was showing me his, and you have to put a song, yeah. and it it goes uh-huh. through. What was your song? Sugar, we're going down. <laughs> of course, yeah, we're yeah, going yeah, down swinging. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh my god! And what was your boyfriend's? Um, how will I know, Whitney Houston? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So Justin Bobby is the epitome of Raya. Yes. He, uh, that's literally all that's on there. It's like Venice surfer slash art directors. So a lot of like, he would he would have some stupid poem or like a Kerouac thing. Oh, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. a Bukowski quote. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I saw him. I live on Melrose in Fairfax now in that strip of like funky mm-hmm. shops. And so uh, he was walking with the same blonde-haired, big-boob girl I mean, from the show. she's quite something. But I love when he's like, 
Met her on Instagram. Like, yeah, he's, of course he did. He's the guy signing the DMs. He's the guy yes. that likes a bunch of like model of photos course. and stuff like that. Of like, course, but good for him. I mean, shit. I guess good for him, but like, I yeah. just hate him so much. But they were walking down the street and I almost stopped. I had to get somewhere, but I almost stopped my car to like go get a yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah. But then, I also, I was like confused. I mean, that, that would have been, been iconic. It really would have yeah. been. But I also thought it might have been a trash can that I was seeing. You're right. Was, a was, trash can in a leather jacket <laughs> and with a, jacket with a jean jacket under it well, and a hoodie under that. How long does it take him to get ready? He has to put on those bracelets, yeah. the necklaces, yeah. the eyeliner. Now, that's somebody's routine I'd like to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. When you know he's got to wear some kind of like guy makeup. You I know? just think he has three cells in his brain. Like, I'm just like, you have nothing to say. You have nothing to say. You're not funny. You're not interesting. You have, you know, there's nothing there. Well, the show set him up as... And have we heard his music? Is he horrible? We we hear one song in one of the episodes, and it almost felt like a prank. It was um, like... Looking on the bright side of things... Monday through Friday, even some Saturdays. Get in touch with the typical side. Early than you with a paranoid mind. And you want to help me. You understand that you are all around me. You show you Because they all went to go see him perform, and but they, they kind of cut it. They show it because it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. It almost seemed like a prank. Yeah. Uh, but he's, I was talking about this How with somebody he else. paying rent? Who's paying for the rent? He's the guy that's so good looking that people around him say his music's amazing. Like, yeah. people are sometimes so... See, I don't find him attractive in the slightest. But he's dirty attractive to a lot yeah. of women. I just, I was just having this conversation this morning. If someone... <laughs> If someone is brain dead, I have no attraction to them. I don't care if they're perfect looking. I want nothing to do with them. If there's nothing in the brain, the pussy is dry. You know but what I he, mean? I'm not interested. <laughs> but he thinks he's a poet. He thinks God, I he hate is it. a big, th- a yeah. deep thinker. I'm thinking the no, big thoughts. No, I can't. All his, every time he opens, philosophy. I, I can't. Every, I, he makes me want to smash my television. But like, I think he even like said two lines of a poem when they went to Vegas, and I almost like threw my TV. Yeah, out that's what I'm saying. I wanted to smash my TV. Yeah, I'm like, you got to get the fuck out of here. Well, I just I hate everything about him, and the fact that they tried to um, set up this uh, love triangle supposedly maybe right. between Stephanie and uh, um, Adrina. Yeah. And they're both, like, nobody in the group. Uh, but there was no chemistry between, you know, why can't Audrina find a new man? Why is she going back to these old chumps from the mid-aughts? Honey, get a new man. I mean, and like, Ryan Cabrera. Like, get on Raya, Audrina. Get many, on Raya. Do you remember, you watched the Ash- Ashley Simpson show back in the day, right? Of course yeah, I did, Ryan. Ryan. Was in that show, you watched Pretty Wild, right? No. Oh, that was an E show. Yeah. Uh, following the, um, uh, the Nair sister from the Bling Ring. Oh shit! Oh, you have to watch. Oh, it's like I would really love that. Amazing, but yeah. he pops up in that on a Damn. date. Like Ryan Cabrera knows he his way it. around a reality show. I hung out with him one night at Hyde. Of course, oh my God. I know. Hyde. In like Back 2008. In, that that was the time to be at Hyde. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So Hyde was right on Sunset yeah. and Crescent Heights, and it literally is the size of this room. Yes, it's so and small. That's why it was so tough to get into. Well, my when I wor- when I first moved here and I was an intern, the one of the VPs. Where did you intern at? Uh, Mark Platt. Oh, the you know Mark, yeah, 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 yeah. At, you know, on the universe yeah. a lot. So the VP at the time, Nicole, who's so amazing, and she's killing it now, you know, even more. But she was like, "Look, fly, 
like you own the place, show up at 10.01 or 9.01. She's like, they have to fill the place. So I would go at like 9.05 and they'd let me in. And then at like 11.30, Paris walks in, Alicia Cuthbert, Orlando Bloom. Like oh, I would see Alicia everybody. Cooper, is such a I just had to sit there for two hours. And don't forget, we didn't have Instagram. I was playing Snake on my damn Nokia. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... But that was what you did. And I don't know if that philosophy still reigns true now, but that's what I did in the early aughts. You could get into any club if you looked good. I was 22. I was cute, you know? Yeah. I was in my, like, Forever 21 shitty little dress, and I'd walk up and be like, hi, I'm here to... And they'd go, okay, I guess we should let you in because they don't know if people are going to come or not. They have to at least make it full because celebrities aren't going to walk in if there's an empty room. No. You know? Yeah. I remember, like, running that nightclub, and I had so many weird experiences. I remember... Like just talking about douchebags, Jeremy Piven walked oh, in. Oh, he, he was the king. king. He, he would fuck all the entourage extras, all of them. He's doing stand up now. I you mean, know that? No, but like he's it's God so. Bless. Uh, he came in one time and sat down on our little. We had a little stage and we would play movies. And we, I think, I remember the Goonies was on or something because I would pick like dumb movies to play. No, amazing movies to play. And he just sat there, and I was like, I was always like, oh hey, uh, Jeremy Piven. He's like. No, and he just got up and walked out. Like those kind of. I watched him one time. I don't feel bad. He got me too'd right, so I don't feel bad saying this. I was at Earth Cafe, the one on Melrose. That was right. Uh, that yeah, two doors and they would my club, shoot right? Entourage there yeah, all the time. All, all I would because I walked dogs, and I would walk by, or they would have it all roped off, and I would drive by, and they'd be shooting a scene right there, and I'd see them all. But he was there as a human, as not an actor. One day, and I was in line. He was so rude. He was so rude to the woman. Take giving his order yeah. that I literally was like, I can't believe your nerve, dude. Like he was going, I said a Keisha. Like I think she was um, you know, maybe English second yeah, language. Yeah, yeah. He was being a dick, and I was just like, fuck I've you, never dude. Heard a nice story about no. him. And I've never experienced well, a nice story. One about thing him. that I am not proud of is that I never got to work background on Entourage. Because that is a true mid-aughts rite of passage. Yeah. Uh, you know, I also never worked on the OC. I was only here for the last season, but like part of me was like, I don't want to be an extra because I want to be on it and it would like kind of fuck with me. Um, but I never was asked to be an entourage girl. You know, they had their whole other casting office. That was, office. My, it was, that was my first job in LA was an extras casting director. <gasps> Why didn't you know me? Well, because I didn't know you. Yeah. You but, you could have put me on like, entourage. I was like giving people the SAG vouchers. Oh, yeah, yeah. All the extras would come oh, up. Oh, yeah. Do you have any extra SAG yes, vouchers? Like, yes. It was insane. I only worked SAG background. But, oh, I mean, Long that, story, but yes. You made great I got money I got Taft Hart lead on my second job ever. That's the luckiest <laughs> thing that you yeah. could possibly Well, I thought I was Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, honey. Remember when you did, like, I remember doing like the first job where I did get something and I was like looks like this is going to be easy oh no I did star in no time I quit my job at the Cheesecake Factory I was like I'm famous yeah I had no clue. Yeah. Yeah. I booked a small part in a Steven Spielberg film called AI with James Oh, Bob. I saw it in the theaters. Yeah. And I was like and they and somebody uh, they said Spielberg loved your tape. And I was <gasps> like, "Oh." And I was crying. I I um my my girlfriend at the time was working at uh, a bar called Barfly. Mm-hmm. She brought I've home a bottle there. of Crystal that she had taken from yeah 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 stolen exactly because we were poor and i remember we celebrated and then i filmed like two weeks on this movie damn and it was like this huge crowd scene and i was like like my thing was like shouting out these things i got a wrestling match none of it made it in the film but i had thought like well this i've arrived i mean i'm a spielberg actor now yeah that's a big deal it was even getting cut is that's still really cool it was huge like yeah um 
Yeah, it was it was it was crazy. But um, can I tell you one of those real quick? Yes. So I got tapped heart lead, which means I was essentially just walked into the acting union. For people who don't know, and um, my sister happened to randomly be in town, and we went out to celebrate that I got my SAG card. We walked into the sushi restaurant in Santa Monica, and I said to the hostess, "We're celebrating. I got into SAG today." And she goes, "Oh my god! I remember when I got in. I was so excited." <laughs> and I was like. Wait, you're in SAG and you're a hostess? Like, it literally broke my bubble. I was like, oh, shit, everyone's in SAG. There cool. are so many of those bubbles that burst out oh. here. It's oh, like every a, day. I, but I see it every, every day, day at the acting studio. That oh, I, yeah. You know, it's like you see those people come in and you're just like. They you don't have even, any idea. But also, you didn't even, like, print out your sides. Like, you don't even, like. They don't know anything. You're not even, like, there's nothing. It's so sad. highlight your part, you know? Yeah, it's really sad. Um, wait, real quick. On the last episode, you said something about you were an inherent vice really quickly. Yeah. What did you? Uh, I mean, that really? was that is sort of my Spielberg I love moment. Paul Thomas Anderson. Like, that's I sort love of my Spielberg story. Yeah, it was a. It's was a it really. Bad? Was it a bad? Oh no no no! Okay. I got pretty much cut out though. Yeah. Um, but still, I'm in the be... movie. I'm in the credits. I get residuals. But still, I but my line got so. my lines got cut. So I'm basically an extra in it. But I'm a featured extra, and he put me in the credits because he's a he's a G. Love him. He's like, amazing. Those are the things that, like, your bucket list, I would love he to. He is incredible. Every person who worked there was so happy to be there. Everyone, he, he just, he set the scene for a beautiful experience, and everyone is so happy to work for him. I listen and to that's a- how you know he's a good guy. And he was, he's incredible. He runs his own camera. Yeah. I mean, he's a, an auteur. I he's a to genius. I a podcast with him, and I was thinking... And he's married to Maya Rudolph. I, I mean, know. the two coolest and, people in the world. But I was listening to a podcast with him, and he literally was like... Um, he was literally talking about how he... Like, why would you make fun of any movie out there? Like, you know, he goes, it's so tough to make a movie. Yes. Why would I make fun of any movie? Like, no. Yeah. Like, I don't like... That's, and he goes, I love all of it. Like, yeah. I love... He was going off about, like, <sighs> Tiffany Haddish. He goes, I saw a girl's trip... She is a star. Yeah. I want to. I want to write something for her. He was so passionate still about films, and this is like right after the Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread, and his movies have gotten so like weird, weird. I mean, and Heron Vice was well, fucking. I mean, weird. think about Boogie Nights into Magnolia, and like right. Boogie Nights was like my heart, incredible. Like, yeah, you know, John C. Riley and Mark Wahlberg yes. together in that movie just like is everything to yes. me. Yes, but I just love Paul Thomas Anderson. So, um, yeah, he's incredible. Anyways, um, so to yeah, Justin. Bobby, trash, trash, trash. Yeah. Who's had the biggest glow up from the original series mm-hmm. to the new one? Okay. I would say Spidey. I mean, I think yeah. Heidi looks amazing. She's a really taken her motherhood so seriously. You could tell how, and she's a businesswoman, and I just really like them. I think they're definitely, because they were the villains, and they, you know, and now look at them. They're business owners, they're parents, they're, Fucking still together. Well, I think Spencer was the one that really pushed for this to happen. Right. Like, you know, talking about like he, you know, he took his Snapchat kind of crowd right. and tried. Like, right. he was really pushing yes. for this to happen. So I think he's got to be overjoyed. But they're, they're a team, you know? Yes. And I buy it. But I love them going and pouring like a full uh, bottle of wine into a glass. Oh, yeah. Like, well, they love wine. I, they love a wine. It's good. And I love how everyone still dresses like the early 2000s. Like, I. Somebody that they, would, they, made they all the came clothes, out yeah. in the clothes, and I was like, "You're wearing a ruche metallic short." Dr-. I was like, "Okay, that's, I'm here for it." You know what why I mean? Everything is so tight on Frankie. I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, they've had the best clothes. I mean, Audrina looks fantastic. They all really look good. 
They've um, all really, they've come into their 30s just really looking good. But where does it end? Are we going to see them in their 40s? Are we going to see them in their 50s? I mean, I don't care. I think the same thing about Vanderpump Rules is that I wish they would stop now and then we can get a Vanderpump Rules new beginning yeah. in like 10 years. I wonder, are they ever going to stop Vanderpump Rules? I think Jax thinks he's, like, Jax thinks in he's like they're the, the cast of Friends. Like right. He's like, they're always going to follow. You know, yeah. a couple of them really don't seem to get everything that's going right. on. And I think it's going to be like the rug's going to be pulled out from under them at some point. Well, their show Not makes Tom it, and Ariana. They seem. They're like, doing great. Yeah. yeah. They. I'm just so confused. Uh, yeah. Like, do you watch that show? I don't know. Do I you watch any reality shows besides. I mean, I know you had touched on this, but what, yeah. what's your weekly TV schedule? Well, like? lately, nothing. Um, nice. And crazy, I haven't watched TV th- this year very much at all, honestly, um, just because I've been like, you know. Was that a conceited thing? Like, I mean, like a. No, a definite... it just sort of happened. Like, just, you know, I started a new relationship and we're still like into each other to the point where we don't need TV yet. You know what I mean? I'm like, we can, be I'm like, we can binge TV when we're bored with each other like we can sit down and watch lost you know what i mean but so we're not we literally never watch television be great we've only watched three movies and we've been in seven months you know what i mean like wow. we just don't we we talk we're getting to know each other like you know whatever you're we're not just st- like staring at each other silently we do you? that too you know it's new it's exciting you know i like i said to him i was like when we're bored we can turn the tv on That's but amazing. we're not bored yet i love that i love that um but also when i was and i work a lot you know like natribute takes up a lot of my time and i find myself when i have free time listening to podcasts or listening to my own podcast and doing edits and i have two a week now and like whatever but long story short okay i watch the mass singer oh wow and i have to know who's in all the outfits yeah like it's uh, uh, well i'm if i'm being honest i'm a little behind i'm like three eps behind right now um so you knew dr drew was one of them i did not know no i yes i saw him revealed i saw him revealed But I did not see that coming. Okay. This is the thing. Last season, I made the fatal mistake of going on Twitter and reading all the comments. And basically, you find out everybody. Because how are they going to keep that under wraps? If those audiences are really there, there's no way those people aren't going to tell their friends and they're going to slowly. Because, you know, those NDAs are serious. But, of course, somebody's going to slip up and tell somebody. Of course. You know? Um, so the secrets get out. I have not read a single thread. I don't know who anyone is. And it's a lot harder to guess when you don't have like the actual answer in your head. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, so I just need to know who everybody is. What is your, uh, a couple quick last questions. What is your, what is your relationship to social media these days? Because I remember just like following you on all of these social medias, yeah. And like I remember, like years ago, you'd be like, you know what? I'm only going to let myself look at Twitter once a day. Oh or something yeah, like that. I'm a, a taker. I'm a giver, not a taker. I I put up and I respond to my. I try to respond to my comments within the first hour. Like any comments I get within the first hour, I respond and then I leave it. And if I lo- I log on to Twitter, uh, Instagram, and whatever picture pops up, I hit like on. Just to, as a you yeah, know yeah, principle, yeah, exactly. and I'll check my notification where, and then I get off. Uh, so I I put out, but I don't um, comment as much. I don't, I'm not as involved. Um, I but I put out content. So yeah. I'm kind of like a taker. I'm taking but not giving is, you, is what I meant to say. Do you find that like to be a great relief uh, as opposed I to just, just sitting there scrolling all well, the time? Well, I understand why people do that. And it's hard to break that habit. And, and you know, because I know friends who literally are on their phone all day, every second. And I get it. It's hard. But I just can't do that. Yeah. And, um, again, I have too much going on. And, and the phone has caused me a lot of gripe this year. Like a lot of – I just – I just, you know – 
having to tell the same stories, talk to people. You talk know, to, yeah. it's just all the same shit. And, and you know, so I, again, I'm being a selfish user. I put out my shit, but I don't really comment on other people's shit and really look deep. And um, if somebody does write a shitty thing, I'll probably erase it or I won't respond or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I do my best. You well, have to engage somewhat because that's the whole point. Well, that's what I love about podcasting is that you meet so many amazing people that listen that like... You know, like I, I've met so many cool people through doing things like right. this. Like, you know, I mean, I think this is such a, a gift in certain ways mm-hmm. to be able to make somebody laugh. Or to right. Be able, like, that's a gift. Yes. Um, what, uh, what is next for Natch Butte? Is there going to be, um, I mean, you're destined for TV. Like, where, That's where what I would is, like for it to happen. Yeah, I would it? like Nash to become a talk show. Yeah. And, you know, it's ha- it's hard because every day, you know, I'm like, oh, man, I really feel like I'm doing some exciting things. Like, I feel like we're onto something here. And then I see, oh, they gave Kelly Clarkson a talk show. Cool. Oh, they gave this person a talk show. Oh, Drew Barrymore. I'm like, okay. I know. Isn't that crazy? Well, no, listen, they're great. I'm just saying, like. You know, you this day and age is all about the followers and the numbers and how many but people know who you the are. Nation. I you're mean, the very Butte slowly. Army. That's the thing. I need my next goal is to just up the game and get more people involved. And and I'm re-strategizing completely. Do you um, have a 2020 strategy in mind already? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. all happening. We're making money moves. New Jackie doesn't put up with bullshit. New Jackie's on a mission. You know, I'm a businesswoman now. And that's something that I never really thought of myself as. Like my boyfriend was like, you are a billion-dollar brand. Yes. He was like, you have the potential to have your own line in Target, be this billion-dollar company. And I never thought of myself as that, and no one around me had ever said that to me either. So really? I'm, Nobody ever said that? I mean, I don't know. No, I like no, <laughs> no, they had it. <laughs> you on Stern, I was just like, the crossover appeal is really insane, I feel. Like, it can kind of hit. Like, I was listening to a couple episodes of Natch Butte, and it was... It was enjoy, you know, like I actively don't wear makeup, and right. it was completely enjoyable. Well, we don't always talk makeup. No, I try to tell, of- I try to tell people that when they're like, "Oh, I don't," you know, I'm a dude. I'm like, I had to talk about. We talk about gender dysphoria. We talk about um, self care after kids. We talk. We talk about. It doesn't. It's not all makeup all the time. So I understand it is skewed towards women, but you no. Know. But I'm saying you are not skewed oh, right, towards right, women. Right. Like you, right, right, like right. there is a crossover for everybody. Right. I feel with what Thank what you. you present. So Thank you. I'm trying. Um. Listen, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the goal. The goal of 2020 is to just get the bigger, get the audience to expand, yeah. and with that would mean. Uh, touring and merch and, you know, all the things that come when something has a bigger following. So that's the goal of next year, for sure. Um, uh, bucket list items you hope to uh, achieve in 2020? Or what is on your bucket list that you have not done yet? I mean, career-wise? Anything-wise. I'm just trying to get some damn cash. You know what I mean? I'm tired. My poor dog is about to be 10. I didn't want her to have a yard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just trying to make some cash and, like, make a living off it. And I am making my living off yeah. it. But you know what I mean? Like, money moves. Um, I would love to do a tour. I would love to do merch. I would love to do a book. I would love to, you know, get up yeah. on that My Favorite Murder shit. <laughs> I'm trying to get, I'm trying to be a Georgia, you know? You're there, almost. You're getting there. Um, Jackie, thank you so much. I know you are insanely busy, and I, I really well, appreciate I'm, this. You're about to help me carry this chair out I'm of my apartment. I'm going to work as much as you want. <laughs> me to work but uh just really quickly you you have been such an inspiration for it is i know we don't talk all the time at all but it is um you're one of those people that uh, from a distance from far you've really helped me uh this last year or so 
as well. So thank you so much. I really, really appreciate thank it. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that as well. And and I remember like when I announced my divorce, you would you texted me and I really just appreciated that. Um I think it's really hard because I, you know, especially there's so many of us are awkward out here and, and, and I, I actually just had a friend bring me a card and she was like, I'm sorry, I haven't said anything yet. I didn't know what to say. And, and I get that again, after I've been going through what I've been through, I, I feel like I see people's Facebook posts about like their grandparents dying. And I used to just scroll past it. Cause I was like, I don't know what to say, I don't, but now I like comment or I send them a note and just saying like, I'm sorry, you know, I'm here. And that's all you can do. And, it, and, and if you're seeing somebody from a distance going through something, that's all you need to do, you yeah. know, reach out and just say, I, I saw what happened and I'm sorry. And I'm here. And that's all. And I, re- that's why I just want to say, I appreciate that you reached out because, yeah. um, it was, you know, it's nice to know that people are hearing me, Yeah, you know? So, well, we always hear you. Uh, thank you so much. And, uh, back to part. Let's show. say something funny or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, know what I, I mean? Know. We got to end on something like, funny. Really, really deep. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? Um, okay. Fuck, Mary kill. Okay. Okay. Let's take gender out. Okay. So just, yeah. Okay. Fuck, Mary kill. Brandon Lee. Yeah. Stephanie Pratt. Justin Bobby. Uh, that's easy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kill Justin. Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Kill Justin. Yeah, Bobby. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got to go marry Brandon Lee. Same. Because we would have such a nice life well, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, he's that an journey. adventurer. He yeah, yeah, yeah. pushed me to he's do things. young, you know, the family, the Thanksgiving family yeah, like, parties. Yeah, like, we'd, we'd, like, yeah, yeah. there'd be, life would be an adventure And then we us. can just be done with her. Yeah. One night, be yes, done. One night, yeah, yeah. I won't perform well, she'll make fun of you me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Okay, That I agree completely. Yeah. That's okay, my perfect. same one. <laughs> I'll see you in bed. Yeah. <laughs> You're such a pro. Okay, bye. <laughs> That was the one and only Jackie Johnson. I hope I hope you guys loved that because it was so fun for me to do that with her and uh she's just she's hysterical. Um we've got uh we got a lot to talk about still. I keep saying these episodes are going to be shorter and they're just they're not. <laughs> I I lied. Um but I am going to uh I'm going to save a couple segments for Friday. We're going to do Jack's tweets of the week on Friday this week on Friday's episode. We'll also do douchebag of the week this Friday. Um uh Jack has had quite a week on Twitter as I mentioned earlier, but I did want to talk about a couple of things before we get to our next guest. We have a smaller interview, about 30 minutes with my good friend Kelly, and we're going to play some Hills clips. And I think, uh, I think she was hysterical. I'm at the time of the night. It's like 1020 on Monday and I'm trying to edit this and I have a full day of work and I have a callback for a Lowe's commercial. So it's a big day tomorrow and I'm exhausted. So let's see if any of this makes sense. I wanted to, uh, do a little bit of the Bailey mail. That's like, you know, the daily mail, but Bailey, because my last name is Bailey. There is a huge story that just book uh, that just broke today, and I love it because you know everybody is shocked about this, and I don't think it's too shocking personally, but it just shows what kind of society that we live in that it is shocking. So Daily Mail reports today that Keanu Reeves, 55, goes public with his first girlfriend in decades, decades is in all capitals, as he holds hands and shares loving looks with artist Alex, uh, Alexandra Grant, 46, at event. Okay, so this is breaking news. Immediately, the Twitterverse was on fire. 
and everybody was just like, how cool is this? And yeah, it is cool. And by the way, you take a look at her and she looks like a normal, nice, lovely woman. She does not look like an Instagram bimbo. No offense if you're are, you are one. Those are great too. She just looks like a nice woman. And I guess the, the theory that Keanu Reeves is just an amazing dude, it, he might be. But also she looks like she might be an amazing woman. So good for them. Like it is kind of, it is kind of fun, uh, pop culture. I mean, like what if he really is just a great guy that like loves, I mean, by the way, also, where is this thing that women uh, don't exist past the age of uh, 45? I mean, this is crazy. I don't know, but it is so funny how shocking it is to everybody when it's like, I don't know. I just think it's awesome. I hope, you know, now it's like Johnny Depp's going to rush to date some like older woman just because he's getting, you know, Keanu Reeves is getting good publicity for it. Um, I don't like Johnny Depp. Just FYI. Sorry if anybody, uh, any of you guys do. But yeah, shout out to Keanu Reeves and shout out to Alexandra. I mean, maybe Alexandra is, uh, maybe Keanu is the lucky run. Maybe Alexandra is just like fucking awesome. But I don't know. It really is cool. The Keanu Reeves renaissance that we've been having this last couple of years with John Wick. It is also interesting to get old enough where I was watching The Matrix the other day, just randomly. I put it on because it was on Netflix and fell asleep to it. And, you know, that movie is almost 20 years old, I think. Maybe it is 20 years old. And it's funny to watch like, oh my God, I was there when his career was not doing as well. And now it's back to doing good again. It just... I love pop culture so, so much. That is awesome. So um, next on Friday, too, I want to tell a story about uh, I met one of my favorite Instagram babies this week. I know that sounds crazy. I will explain more on Friday's episode, but I got to meet my favorite Instagram baby and I got to meet her parents and they were great people. And shout out if you're listening. Um, I will be explaining more of that story on Friday. Um I wanted to touch really quickly um, also on uh, the Daily Mail. There is an article about how Real Housewives of New York star Tinsley Mortimer um, potentially quit the Housewives show. Now, um, at Bravo Historian on Instagram, it's an, an amazing account, at Bravo Historian. If you don't follow it, follow it. I mean, this this girl does so much good work on there, funny work. She seems like she covers everything bravo really really cool and i'm so excited because she has agreed to do uh to be on the podcast uh in a couple weeks so i'm very excited to have her on but she pointed out one of her readers or followers of her instagram account messaged her and uh said that they say that maybe this was like set up that she didn't really leave the show, but she went to Chicago to be with Scott. And that actually is going to potentially set up the spinoff Real Housewives of Chicago. I don't know if that is true or not, but that would be exciting. But also, can we can we take another Housewives franchise? Do we have it in us? Do you wonder that about sometimes shows? I thought about that with the new season of 90 Day Fiance this week was that do I have it in me to let new people into my heart? Like sometimes it physically pains me to do that because I have to learn all new names. I have to invest emotionally in these characters. I don't know if you guys are like that too, but sometimes it really like I have to force myself to watch first episodes of new shows that I haven't seen. And I'm just so scared that I'm not going to have the bandwidth to bring in all the information. And then I usually let like a season go by. And I'm like, why did I watch this? Uh, I need to watch Love After Lockup. That is a blind spot for me. And I hear it's amazing. 
Um, okay, Jojo Seawall, we'll do that Friday. I keep pushing that back <laughs> again and again. Cody Simpson, we are going to push that back. Oh man, I keep pushing back so, uh, so many things. Um, really quick, I know we're going to do the majority of Jack's tweets of the week next, uh, next on Friday, but I did want to do one, uh, one tweet of his that I loved. Uh, here is Jack's tweets of the week. So inappropriate. You can't talk to women like that. I'm the bad guy. This tweet, of course, is not the uh, the homophobic rant he went on uh, against Mike that some of you guys might already know. We'll get into that on Friday, but this is just uh, this is just a basic Jack's tweet. Uh, so we have at Mister Jacks Taylor. His tweet is running low on candy, so I decided to pass out some tummy teas and three ten shakes. Dot dot kidding, but that would be hilarious. Eight thirty five p.m. October thirty first, two thousand nineteen. Jax uh, fancies himself a comedian. Um, I mean, there is a joke in there to be made. Uh, him giving out tummy teas and three ten shakes. And by the way, that's not too out of the realm of possibility because he has so much free product that he begs people on Twitter that I could see him just like fucking passing out like boxes of like, you know, I don't know what are stupid products. Like, I, mean, I don't know. It just passing out stupid products to any kids, but I'm so glad Halloween's over because he was just going on so much about his stupid haunted house that he put in his garage. And I hope he had a, a lovely Halloween. So that was Jack's tweets of the week. Okay, moving right along. Um, I found this story kind of interesting, and it's uh, very pop culture related. So this is from the Daily Mail. Um, this is about Wendy Williams and Nicki Minaj, and uh, they report Wendy Williams just got ripped by Nicki Minaj. The newly married rapper came to husband's Kenneth Petty's defense on Friday's episode of Queen Radio, where she devoted quite a bit of time to slamming Wendy Williams over the recent comments she made about Kenneth. Quote, unquote, it's not about doing your job, Minaj says. There are people who report the news, and there are people who do it with an evil intent in their heart. Viciousness. And I pray for you, because I know you're hurting, and I know you must be sick and humiliated, the hip-hop star continued. I didn't know that in our society, you have to be plagued by your past. I didn't know that people can't turn over a new leaf. I didn't know that your viciousness and evilness was this deep-rooted. Nikki then addressed rumors that Kevin was unfaithful to Wendy and even welcomed a baby with another woman during, that's not funny, during their marriage. When a woman isn't really being loved at home, the viciousness is a different type, Nikki said. So I really wanted to pray for you today, because look at where you are now in your life. Look at what age you are. You sat up there being vicious all this time and paid for that man's mistress all these years. You paid for her shopping sprees. You paid for her hotels. You probably even paid for her gyno bills. You paid to have that baby delivered. How you doing, stupid? She added, making light of Wendy's signature catchphrase. How you doing? And no, it didn't end there. Nikki concluded the rant by saying, I know we're human first. We're human before we're celebrities. We're human before we're personas, and I know you must have gone through a lot, but you are demonic, end quote. Oh my God, you guys, Nicki Minaj handed it to Wendy. How you doing, Williams? 
I kind of sound like Scooby-Doo. How you doing, Scooby? Um, Shaggy? That is intense. I never want to get on Nicki Minaj's bad side first. First. I mean, I don't agree with Nicki Minaj and, you know, her dating past either. But, I mean, damn. Like, Nicki Minaj needs to start a service like Cameo where you can just pay her to rip on people. Because, my God, she handed Whitney Wendy's wig to her. That was a brutal ass-kicking. My gosh, that really just put the fear of God in me. But she had some points. She made some points, right? That was, uh, but I thought that was like a really, really quick, interesting uh, little story. Um, I also wanted to talk about one more Daily Mail article before I get to our final topic and our final guest. Now, this was from the Daily Mail, and it's a little Halloween related, um, but it's just bizarre. So, the Daily Mail reported that more than 81,000 people signed a petition calling for a Tennessee haunted house to be closed because it is actually a torture chamber in disguise that lasts 10 hours and requires visitors to sign a 40-page waiver. Now, the petition is shut down McCamey Manor. Um they do screenings to find the weakest, most easily manipulated people to do the quote-unquote haunt, the petition states. It adds, if Russ doesn't think you're easily manipula- manipulated, you aren't allowed to go. Russ McCamey, the owner who facilitates the haunted attraction, claims that the tour is based on personal fear and lasts approximately 10 hours. Towery called the destination a quote unquote, shame to all haunted houses. That man, shame on you, haunted house. Adding that McCamey uses his 40 page waiver to enact violence. The petition concludes it's literally just a kidnapping and torture house. And then there's video. We'll put some of this up on the Instagram, I'm sure, this week. But there's video of people losing their shit. It does not look fun at all. I mean, people are like being jammed into like dirty water and like screaming and begging. It lasts 10 hours. First off, if somebody's idiotic enough to do this, by all means, I mean, go for it. Um, But I guess nobody's completed this, uh, but a fortunate person who manages to complete the Haunted Mansion will receive $20,000. So far, no one has won the challenge. Previously, no safe word was allowed. He changed, but there's been reports that the torture continues even when people repeat their safe word for several minutes. One man was tortured so badly he passed out multiple times. Workers only stopped because they thought they had killed him. Towery called the destination a shame to haul haunted house. I mean, wow. I I just, I it really shocked. I mean, how far are we? I wanted to go to Universal Haunted, haunted Halloween Nights because that seemed like fun and scary. I didn't have any friends that wanted to go with me. Like, none of my friends wanted to be scared. I do not. But I do draw a line. Like, I wouldn't want to be like this. Like, there's just no way. I mean, this sounds like the, I mean, first off, somebody's probably optioned these movie rides, some sick bastard. But, I mean, it just sounds god-awful. Has any of you listeners out there done this? Like, who would do this? I mean, people are just disgusting. But on that Halloween note, I wanted to talk just real briefly I wanted to talk about our old friend, the Kardashians, our old friends, the Kardashians. Now, the old friend, the Kardashians, Halloween was a gigantic 
uh, it was gigantic for them. Uh, Kim did no less than four Halloween looks for her and her family. Um, uh, you know, Kindle had a star studded Halloween birthday party where Mr. Rob Kardashian showed off his quote unquote massive weight loss, LOL, but Kardashian Halloweens like they're, they're self-appointing themselves the queens of Halloween, I guess, per se, like them and Heidi Klum. That's another game. Heidi Klum. Like what? Why? Why? How did we get here with Heidi Klum? Like Heidi Klum now is like, like just like that's her big thing is she just dresses up in these massive. I mean, why do I have to continue to care about Heidi Klum? Like, can't we just say, like, thank you for your service and go about your business? Why? I mean. How did that, you know, I don't even want to deep dive that. It's just like, I'm just tired of it. But the Kardashians, like Chloe posted an Instagram. It was like after Halloween, it was her enjoying like tea, looking at her massive, beautiful view. And it was like, kind of like the post to me seemed like she was saying like, a job well done, Chloe. You've pulled off another great Halloween. Okay. I know we all love seeing the Kardashians dress up. Are we all in love with the Kardashians and their Halloween looks? Does, is it adding tons to our lives? Should we allow them to feel like this was insane work? Nobody's asking them to do this. They're, they're, they're doing this. Like, I didn't sign up to like, I'm not paying $20 to see all the looks. I'm, you know, but it just, it gets deeper and deeper. So Kim, she had a look where they recreated the Flintstones. Everybody looked great. Um, poor, uh, Chicago was photoshopped in, um, and Con- uh, Kanye was dressed up as the, uh, the purple dinosaur. Supposedly he was in the purple dinosaur. And Kim said that shy was so scared of Kanye. Didn't believe it was Kanye and the dinosaur. And they had to Photoshop him in. And the Photoshop is just, I mean, it's a horrible Photoshop. It literally, I put a photo, I Photoshop my face onto the baby's, uh, head and put that up on the Instagram because I thought it was so funny. A couple things about this Flintstones iteration of their Halloween was that North is showing a lot of skin and wearing makeup, which Kanye went on record a couple weeks ago saying that he does not like North showing skin and wearing makeup. So that's he's already backed off that, obviously, unless Kim snuck that in. And that is not Kanye and the purple dinosaur. Secondly, how was Chicago scared of Kanye? Because their other look that they released today was them as fucking bugs gross ass bugs and kanye was a huge bug and you're telling me chicago's scared of a nice friendly purple dinosaur but a bug a bug school makes no sense to me at all do you guys see where i'm coming from it just it makes no sense but they did four looks it was a success i i do get worried for kim sometimes like are you doing too much Like the lawyer stuff is awesome. Like you're saving people from prison. Are you having fun? Or like one look would have been cool, right? Why four? Why four? I mean, it's like, why do a three hour podcast, right? Why? Okay. So our next story is Rob Kardashian resurfaces at Kendall Jenner's star studded Halloween birthday party. Us weekly reports. Now this shows what a hold the Kardashians have over the media because TMZ us weekly. They're all saying like Rob, like cuts a dashing figure. You know, we can see Rob's chin again, you know, all of these headlines showing like, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, it looks like he lost a little weight. 
by no means was I was like, damn, he did it. Like, good. Okay. Still wearing the baggy sweatshirt, still wearing the hat. Um, he was with a girl, an Instagram model. I have to apologize. I used to say on the old show that I thought he was so embarrassed by, you know, his weight that he wasn't sleeping around. And obviously he's not embarrassed by anything. And he probably is just a fuck boy. So they were at Kendall Jenner's uh, birthday party, which like, <laughs> who cares? Like Kendall, you suck. I mean, Kendall sucks. So there's all this decoration. Uh, Kendall has a birthday cake with her as a little kid on it. I think she's dressed up as a Teletubby on the cake. Another fancy Kardashian cake. All the jack-o'-lanterns at the parties were carved with Kendall's face. That would put the fear of God into me. Um, Let's see. What else? Uh, Kendall also toted massive checks, including a quote-unquote priceless check referencing pal Faye Kedra. Um, I don't know. You know, it's just who cares? I mean, it, I don't know. I just, so I just thought that was funny about the Rob weight thing. They really pushed this Rob. I mean, maybe you guys disagree with me. Maybe everybody's proud and all that, but I just, I didn't super care, but I, uh, you know, good. I'm glad you did moving on. Um, okay. You guys, as we wrap up, I want to leave, uh, this is like a nice, fun 30 minute interview with my good friend, Kelly Vopalak Vopalak. I'm so bad at that last name, Kelly. I'm so sorry. I now have like a thing in my mind where I'll never be able to say it correctly. Um, I'm going to end the episode with this. I also had an interview with Jay and I could not save the audio and Jay is going to kill me, but Jay is coming on soon and we're going to do a real housewives of Dallas recap because he has a lot of theories on mama D and we'll probably also talk about his favorite moments of the Hills, but Kelly is a huge Hills fan. She is so funny. I think you guys are going to love her. Um, but also, in the meantime, please subscribe. Please tell your friends. Please give me a good review. All of these things that I'm asking. This is free content. I hope you guys are enjoying. Um, write me at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com with any suggestions that you have. I love talking to listeners. A lot of my friends are listeners, and it's been uh, a great experience. So I can't wait to meet more of you. Um, without further ado, the end of our Hills episode with Hills Super Fan. Kelly Vopalak. Said it wrong again, didn't I? Perfect. Okay, guys. So this has been a jam-packed episode, but I needed to get I needed to get a lot of people. I wanted to hear their opinions of the Hills because you know what? Let's face it, I might not be a Hills expert, but I do know a lot of people out there that are that passionately love this series and and that it's meant actually something to them. And one of my friends I've been friends with for a couple of years, I think she is one of these people that the show means something uh, um, something bigger than it does for me. So I, I'd like to, without further ado, introduce Kelly Vopalak. Did I say that Hello, right, Kelly? Yes, you yes. did. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an easy one, but you did great. Um, so, Kelly, am I correct in in saying that you do passionately love The Hills? Absolutely, yes. What I mean, what, <laughs> what, what do you love I, about it? Um, okay, I've been I've been giving this a lot of thought actually. Like, why do I? <laughs> why do wait, I? By the way, that's more thought than anybody did on the Hills New Beginnings. Uh, yeah, I mean, I watched every episode of that, but um, we can get into that later. But so I, 
so the Hills came on at the exact right time for me, like, cause it was a Laguna beach spinoff. Yeah. Laguna beach came on when I was in high school. Like they're all like one year older than me. And so, um, so Laguna beach was important to me first. And then the Hills came on when I was in college. And I think it was just like the right time, right place. I've also <laughs> realized that I love reality TV when like people are, this is going to sound horrible, <laughs> but like when people are really pretty, like, I, <laughs> But by the way, that's so true. Wait, wait. But like, tell me, like, there's not really a lot of reality shows with ugly people except for like 90 Day, like anything on TLC, I guess. I I was just going to say, I cannot watch TLC. It gives me, it makes me so uncomfortable. You you don't like Dr. Pimple Popper? What? No, no. So, and like, I think I like the aesthetics of this uh, so annoying um of the hills and no admit it i think everybody feels the exact same way you do they're just afraid to to say it yeah like the kardashians they're just fascinating to look at and they change, by the way they change their look every season so it's it's you can never get bored of one keeps look keeps it fresh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly but where, but where does it end that's what i'm wait i'm i really am scared where this is going to end for them I know, but if you look to Chris Jenner, like it's looking good. Yeah, I got. <laughs> wait, you know what? You're totally right. I gotta say, like, I am. I mean, you know, I'm very attracted to Chris Jenner, and like, that's a real. Even though she has short hair, Kelly, you're right. I mean, I do not. I I am not a huge fan of short hair on girls. Kelly has short hair. It works for <laughs> Kelly. I but I did say this on an episode of Realizing Stuff back in the day, and I think it might have bothered Kelly. But but I do. It, it, I you know what? Okay, what about the hills? Okay. So like I was saying, right place, right time. Um, I was also obsessed with the OC. So any Los Angeles content I could consume at the time, I would just eat it up. That's so crazy. That's exactly kind of what Jackie was saying about the, the OC and the Hills. And I mean, it all kind of was in one tiny package. Yeah. Yeah. And now Vanderpump rules, which has like some crossover producers. Uh, I'm obsessed with Vanderpump rules too. Like even, um, I I'm mean, I've not, I'm not could, heard of that show. Is that a, what, what kind of show is that? Oh my God. Should we start a podcast? Wait, were you going into Laguna beach? Were you like a Stephen Coletti girl? Like who was your, who was your character on sure. Laguna? Yeah. So I started as like, as far as the guys go, I yeah. started, you know, Stephen was my favorite, but sure. then when I was in high school, I kind of had this weird like phase where I thought I was like emo pop punk. I think we all did. Um, and so then there was this guy, Trey, on, on Laguna Beach who was like a little more alternative and he like made really bad fashion. And so I was like, no, I'm a, I'm a Trey hey, it's, girl. It's now. Trey Day all the way now. Um, and then when it got to the and hills, I, who I was really, your character? Oh, Brody, hands down. Never, never wavered. So even bland, on- isn't it? Like you're not a Frankie <laughs> girl? It's uh, <laughs> uh, wait. By the way, is there any Frankie Delgado girls out there? There's got to be one of my favorite things that I I forget who said this about Frankie, but someone referred to Frankie years ago as like Ringo, something oh. like a knockoff Wilmer Valderrama or something. Oh, like that. that is kind of true. Like I, he's like the Wilmer that doesn't like doesn't get the girls ever. I mean, yeah, no, there's probably did though. Anyone like you know reality TV adjacent gets whatever they want. I mean, but I, I gotta say, like they really gave Frankie a lot, a lot in this this new season. Like all of a sudden, he was just in the background, like he barely <laughs> talked, and then all now he's like monologuing. 
Yeah, he's like, look, I have never stopped partying. And was, I, I started off as a busser. Can you believe it? <laughs> really rags to riches for Frankie. <laughs> kind of. Wait, so you were a Brody girl. What, what about Brody does it for you? Or did it for you? Or Yeah, I mean, he... He's so attractive. Like oh, Brody is probably, I think, in the top ten of attractive guys that I've ever laid Wait, eyes who on. Who else are in the top ten for you? Um, just right off the top of my head, Ryan Reynolds, I guess. <laughs> just right I'm off. Just, just right off. By the way, she's like yeah. looking to her vision board to the right of her. She's like Ryan Reynolds, and yeah, I want to be. I want to have cooler answers, like really interesting, like <laughs> cool yeah. answers. But I'm when it comes down to it, pretty basic in wow. my attraction to tall douchey white guys well so that's what that's my my art that's my frustration with brody is that he just seems like such a douche was there any kind of moment in the actual original series where you're like oh he's a romantic as well <laughs> no no he was all he was always horrible i remember there was a scene with him and lauren at dinner and they were going through his, the contacts on his phone and it was like Lauren reading off just these girls' first names, and it this is this isn't how it was, but it was like Vegas Jessica, Miami Jessica, <laughs> <laughs> Bakersfield Jessica, Pontiac. exactly, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Wait, but no, see, always terrible. But this is my thing with like girls in general. Like, why do you guys go for like the good-looking bad boy? Like. It just seems like that's never, I mean, poor Caitlin saw, I mean, not that I like Caitlin, uh, uh, but like, it's like, it doesn't go anywhere. I mean, why don't you guys, do, do you watch that <laughs> okay. and realize you shouldn't be liking this person? Oh uh, yeah, of course. And I'm 32 now. So I've definitely grown out of like actively trying to get those kinds of guys to like me, but you can't help who you're attracted to. Although <laughs> Brody, the Hills new beginnings, Brody was not even hot to me at the end of the season because he was, Oh, that's what I call growth. That's worse. growth. That's amazing. See, Ryan, working on myself every day. Wait, uh, but that's, that's actually fascinating. So you weren't impressed when Brody tried to save all of Malibu. On his motorcycle. <laughs> he is such an idiot. Like, that is, like, to toxic masculinity. He's like, no, I can fight this fire. Me. He's just such me. A it's such an idiot. No, what? that was not hot. But you know there's girls out there, women out there, that, like, thought that was probably really hot. Oh, totally. I mean, like, like floors were flooded, you know? 100%. Oh, yes. Um, so <laughs> I'd ask you to pick out your top five uh, Hills moments. Did you – do you have a top five in your head? Absolutely. And I, and I also wrote them down, so I'm prepared. Okay. So give me, give me, give me number five. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, uh, real quick before we start that, what are your opinion of Heidi and Spencer, uh, then and now? So I think that I am like, I'm the target audience. Like they <laughs> like went then, like back, back when they were the villains, like I was obsessed with Lauren Conrad still am. I have like portraits of her in my house. Wait, I'm I gotta kidding. say, Kelly, you were the one. So you have a t-shirt with Lauren Conrad crying, right? I do. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I saw that on your Instagram, I think like two to three years ago. And I was like, Whoa, where did you get that? And I got that shirt because of you. And now I can't, I think somebody stole that shirt. I can't find it. It's First of all, am I an influencer? Second of all, <laughs> let's get you a new one. <laughs> but by the way, like it is the coolest shirt. Like it is that iconic picture of her with that like single tear falling down her face and the mascara running. Yeah, exactly. And I, I have a watercolor of that in my house as well. Yeah, you have a couple. Don't you have an Alexis Mears uh, print in your place too? No, no I that's... wish I did. My, But I have like um, 
it, my house is kind of a, a low key shrine to pop culture. Like I've got uh, a Sir candle, of course. Yeah. I will not take it out of the box because it is disgusting. Yeah, it's a collector's. You got to leave that in the box so it's not damaged yeah. at all. If you want to sell that when you have kids. And actually, when my friend gave it to me for my birthday, she gave it to me in a little like Sir um, a paper bag, and inside was. It looked like some kind of weird gemstone that the story that I tell is that it fell off of one of Lisa's Buddhas <laughs> and, sir, and it's, I display it on the sir candle box and it's just, it's perfect. Um, but no, I've got some, I've got like weird pop culture stuff, but it's not so in your face that it's like a poster of Justin yeah. Timberlake or something. It's like low key, like kind of cute. Cause you have that Britney Spears quote above your TV. My loneliness uh, is killing me, but it's like done in like an artsy way. It's like a cool print. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, real quick, you know that Sir, like, like Sir, all those hats and they're horrible, but they had that way, the, the hat with like the Admiral hat. Oh, I wanted that so Dude, bad. I still I, want it. I want it so bad too. And like, it's, it's like supposedly out. And my, um, my friend Maria and her fiance were in town and he bought it. It was like, it was like something ridiculous, like 75 like 85 or something. It was it's something crazy. crazy. And he bought it and like. Then they were like, oh, come on, dude, buy one, buy one. And I was like, fuck, that's like, I guess this is what debt, debt is for and credit cards are for. And so I finally, they really had to talk me into it. And finally I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do this. And that was the last hat ever of that hat. Wait, you got the last hat? Oh, no, he the got guy- the last hat. Oh. Maria's fiance got the last hat. And now I just give them shit all the time because like he no. barely loves the show. Like, I mean, that's sh- that. Cause do you ever have that thing where you're like, if, if I had that hat or that shirt or that, it would, it would complete my life. It would turn things around for me. And I know yes. I would be more powerful with that hat. It's why I, I am seeing a financial advisor right now. Like that. Is, to get that hat? No, no, no. That <laughs> feeling of like, <laughs> that feeling of like, this will just complete my life. Oh, and but by the way, you're doing real things. I'm like, I'm fucking like still pining over hats and posters and stuff like that. No, no, no. I, okay. So I buy dumb shit. And that's why I have to see a financial. Oh, advisor. I gotcha. I, yeah, yeah. So I totally understand that feeling. Yeah, like Lisa's and, so dumb. Like I would buy action figures if she made them. I know, and their merch would sell like crazy. Their merch sucks. Like the candles are cool, yes. but like they're. I don't understand why you wouldn't fucking like make it like make a whole little shop like they have at the Hard Rock Cafe and really right. do a bunch of different products because you're telling me drunk me. Going out of Sir isn't going to buy three things. Yes, exactly. And they don't display it well enough either. It's like in one of their little rooms, like off the bar. I blame Peter. It's probably Peter's yeah. fault. Okay, so I'm sorry. So Heidi and Spencer, then to now, what, oh, yeah, what were yeah. your opinions then? Then they were villains. Like they were, they were awful. They hurt my girl Lauren. I hated them. Now I feel like they're geniuses. I, Spencer Pratt is one of my favorite people to watch on social media. I listen to their podcast, which is not great, but I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not great at all. All Heidi talks about is how she like doesn't sleep. Um, but so, no, I think they're brilliant. And like, I really want them to be famous. Like they want to be again. It is, it is interesting to, it just shows that don't give up on anybody. This, you know, nobody's story is ever done. If you believe in yourself and you, I mean, you can change it. It is inspirational in a lot of different ways. Most important life lessons can be learned from Heidi and Spencer. I mean, kind of. I mean, if you really look at it, they are the ones with the biggest character arc on the show because 
Lauren Conrad, we just don't get to see at all. Brody seems like he hasn't changed at all. I mean, nobody's really, like, they are the ones with the arc that had, like, went from one uh, one type of person and now have kind of completely changed and are the moral yeah. center of the show. The moral center of the show, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, what is your top, what is your number five moment? Okay. Um, so, I kind of, I looked at this a little differently. I, I did top five quotes and Perfect. things that I, I like think in my head constantly. Cause there's so many moments that were iconic in the Hills. Yeah. Um, yeah. but these quotes are, you know, are parts of moments. So number five, I actually couldn't figure out what, uh, what episode it was from, but it's when Spencer is in the middle of starting to go off the deep end and, and he's sitting at a table, I think with Heidi's parents and he's talking about Lauren and how she's awful and he hates her and he <laughs> says he says i want heidi to myself in this weird bizarre way i want heidi to myself i want heidi to myself i want heidi to myself yeah and it, he just says it in this crazy way that I I, I I he's like i want heidi to myself because he, he's like trying to imitate lauren being like a bratty girl and it's just i, I will never forget his tone and the way that he said it so like you mean he five. sent it in a creepy way or he sent it in a possessive way or he sent it just or it was just like he was just being like stupid Spencer. I want Heidi to myself. I want Heidi to myself. I want Heidi to myself. He was imitating Lauren acting that way about Heidi. And and he you know when you this is hard to explain. Like when you're trying to prove a point but you go too far and oh. you can tell that everybody's embarrassed for you. Yeah. I want Heidi to myself. I want Heidi to myself. I want Heidi to myself. That's that's what I felt during this moment. I was talking about this moment with my buddy too of when we saw Heidi's mom at their vow renewal um, on the Hills New Beginnings, and it was it was kind of one of the more emotional moments of the entire series for me because I was I forgot how much we went through with Heidi's mom. Yeah, when she saw Heidi's new face. We talk, yeah, she, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, if you hear grunting, it's my little dog. There's nothing I can do about that. Also, <laughs> it could it could be me too. So, um, yeah. What is your number four moment or quote? Um, okay, so number four is season three, episode one, and it's um, Frankie's birthday party. It's the season premiere, obviously, of, of season three. And this is when... It, it was the sex tape issue where oh, yeah. Lauren was accusing Heidi and Spencer of leaking a sex tape with her and Jason, but they never say it on the show. They like skirt around it. They never say the words sex tape. Um, and so they're at a bar. And so the quote is, you know what you did. And it's yes. Lauren saying that to, to Heidi and Spencer. Like, what's your problem? I don't have 
Um, and I, like, I just hear that in my head all the time. And like, I really want a moment where I can say that to somebody in my life. It just <laughs> hasn't happened yet. Well, also, first off, don't make sex tapes. So if, don't have it said to you in that way, Kelly. Like, don't like, just have it said in a oh, different way. That was what, that was my plan. Okay, good. I was like, Talk to your financial advisor. That's horrible. Um, yeah, but like we we were, you know, I've talked about that too, is that it's kind of like Vanderpump Rules in that a lot of the good stuff of the show is happening now behind the scenes where there was that moment, those moments in the hills where it seemed like for a while when they were at the height of their popularity, things were happening more off camera than on. And they would never acknowledge the yeah. cameras. They didn't have, they didn't have talking heads on the hills. Yeah, that's why it was so shocking to actually see the talking heads on the Hills New Beginnings. It was so bizarre. It was very strange to me. Um, do you think that um do you think the sex tape actually existed? I do, yeah. And do you yeah. think Spencer and Heidi were behind anything? Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Or Spencer is so devious that he could have come up with this entire plan and and lied about it, but I just, knowing the time, knowing Lauren was not super innocent. Like I was, I wrote down also in this, in my notes for this quote, she was wasted. Like she, Lauren partied her ass off and I could see a young Lauren making a sex tape with Jason. So I, I do think it exists. Wait, what do you think of Waller? I mean, Jason Waller now, like sober Waller, it's, I'm very proud of him and like hope he sticks to it but like the way he talks is so interesting like remember when he was like just saying like that lost kid or you know and now he's like i i speak I, i'm a public speaker and i i like being sober mm-hmm. and i like my family it's like it, it's like a very tight jason it, yeah yeah i he i i think he's very insecure and and they do talk about that which is so crazy because it's like man like you have i mean that's so crazy i'm like you have everything jason (laughs) (laughs) what what do you have to be insecure about bro just get over it you'll feel better you're so handsome (laughs) just think positively um it's weird weird seeing seeing sober jason with his shit together because he had when he was younger he had that weird Colin Farrell, like super bad boy thing, but obviously he was a, you know, a giant alcoholic. So, um, I don't want him to go back to that obviously, but seeing him all buttoned up is very different. And I don't love him in talking heads. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like his voice is clinging to sobriety. Like it's like, I've got to be very tight or I might drink, (laughs) you know? And I don't want to make fun of sobriety because I'm like, I think that's amazing for him, but it just is very interesting how clenched I feel his jaw is when I hear him talk. Well, and you wonder like, was being on the show the best choice for him? I don't know. I mean, is it the best choice for anybody? I I don't know. No, I, let's just say no. Um, I saw Except him come into my – Yeah, by the way, they, they used it perfectly. I um, I once – him and Andy Milanakis came in together to my work once and I, I almost fainted. Oh, wait, wait. Jason Waller. That's weird. That's so weird. Isn't it weird? Like, by the way, because I knew Andy Milanakis and he was coming in and he was on the schedule to coach. And then all of a sudden I'm like, dude, I know that guy. And I was like, that's the guy from the hills. This is like – God, this had to be like eight years ago. Or something, and I was just like, "This is so bizarre." I love that. Yeah, I, I love that you had that experience. Uh, there's so many weird ones at that job with reality starts. Uh, what is your third moment? Your so third this quote? was um, season three, episode fourteen, 
Um, and it's Lauren and Heidi in Lauren's apartment. And Lauren is talking to her about, I mean, this, the sex tape issue spanned basically all of season three and Lauren or Heidi really wants Lauren to forgive her. And Lauren ends up saying, I want to forgive you. And I want to forget you. Hi, I brought you these. Thanks. Watch out. Cause they have a couple thorns right there and they might prick you. Well, this looks very different. It is different. It's very nice. Thanks. Wow, I must say, I'm very impressed. You are very clean. Did a maid come? No. Audrina makes me clean. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, I just want to talk to you, and I'm so sorry about how things went the other night when I saw you. I've just been so frustrated, and I know. You have been too, and so many he said, she said, stupid rumors and this and that, and I can swear to you on my life and to God and to everything that I really had nothing to do with that. But did Spencer? I mean, I don't know if Spencer had anything to do with that. You're lying to me. I'm not lying. If Spencer did anything, I'm sorry on his behalf. I can't control Spencer. I have nothing to do you with know Spencer. You know he did it, though, Heidi. Don't look at me and tell me that you don't know because you know. I you know. think I had an idea what was going on? I think on? that you know that Spencer did this. I think you don't want to believe it because you love him, and I understand that. Because sometimes when you love people, you want to believe they're good. Lauren, he's not bad. He's not bad. He did this to me, and you want me to say he's a good person? Yeah, but I Lauren. really, I really, really wish you could know how bad it was. I mean, I wish I could take it back. You don't think that I miss you as a friend? You don't think that I wish that none of this happened? I had no idea anything was happening. I really had no idea. Katie, sometimes whether you did something or you did nothing, it's just as bad. I'm not Spencer, and I can't control Spencer. How can you hate someone so much that you literally want to make them wish they were dead? Spencer doesn't hate you. I'm so sorry. If this is I'm the so person sorry about that all this. went around and made calls and made an effort to make sure that everyone would hear these things about me. This is the person that you want to marry and spend the rest of your life with. And you have to live with that. Lauren, I love Spencer. Good. And I'm so you, sorry. You know what? You really must love him to stick by him through all this. I'm not saying Spencer's an angel. Well, I didn't come here to fight with you. I really didn't. I just came here to say, I really am sorry for all that you've been through. And I'm so sorry for things that have happened this way. And I, I really... appreciate that. It was really hard for you to apologize. I understand that. And I really do appreciate it. But the only thing really that there is to do is to forgive and forget. So I really do. I want to forgive you. And I want to forget you. Yeah. Well, this, it was great seeing you. The apartment looks great. And I hope you have a great life. So have a great night, Lauren. And I, I really, really also want to use that quote in my life. <laughs> Okay. Like I want like a boyfriend long enough that I can like break up with him and say that to him, you know, Wait, like do you carry around these quotes with you just in case, like, do you go to like freshen up in the bathroom and then just pull like, which is there any quotes I could possibly use today? No, these are all in my brain. Okay, I, good. I was able to, to write these down 
like from memory. Have you been able to use any quote in your life from reality shows yet? Like, have you done the Pinot Grigio Stasi line from Vanderpump or? Uh, it's all happening is a constant. Like I'm like, I'm always sending people like that Sheena picture. Oh, with yeah, I know. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. No, I send, no, I send no, it to my parents and they have zero clue what I'm doing when I do that. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm They're like, Oh, did you meet somebody? Who is that? That's a cute tattoo. Oh my God. Is that, is that your girlfriend? Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So uh, forgive you, forget you. That mm-hmm. was like burned into your memory. And who did Hi- uh, who did Lauren say that to? Heidi. Heidi. And I would that that's the real shame of the Hills New Beginnings is that I would have killed I would have done anything to see Lauren around new Heidi and Spencer. I I want that reunion so bad. Like if they can get the the cast of friends together, like please can we just get them all in the same room? I was you know that that service cameo where you can like order like greetings from people, celebrities. Yeah. I think they should take it one step further and like like put Heidi and Spencer as a couple in there and like, Oh, Heidi and Spencer and Lauren, it's like 1500. And we'll like, all say like, like do iconic pairings as part of cameo and not just one person, but make it a group of people. I, Oh, I would kill for that. That would be what I would ask my parents for Christmas for the next 10 years. But think about like the cast of friends, if they did like cameos all together as a group, they could charge like $50,000 a cameo. And Jax would pay for it. Yeah. Oh, Matthew, will you say a big <laughs> shout out to Jax? Yeah. God, I hate him so much. Dude, what a weekend in Jax tweets. What a, what a, I mean, he just doesn't seem to get it. He doesn't get it. Dude, did you he just see that tweet he did today of him like, Britney's like asleep on her stomach and he's like grabbing her ass. He's like, no, oh. I didn't see that. it's so, it's Come so on. creepy. He's like, this is like, he didn't say it, but it's like that kind of, this is my property. Oh, you know that's how he views Britney. Like, absolutely. Yeah, when he buys Britney stuff, he's like, property taxes. Right, right. I hated that illustration he posted of, like, the fertility thing. Yeah, exactly. He just does. But, like, it's just like there's some disconnect on his brain that doesn't – it just doesn't work in a a correct way. Well, I think sometimes we – not that we hold Jax to a high standard whatsoever, but I think that we – do hold people that are on TV or in the public eye to a bit of a higher standard. So when you see someone actively not trying to be woke at all and like trying to actually do the opposite, it's really disappointing. Even though like, I don't need a woke Jax. I don't need him to be good. Cause, cause then where would we be? Yeah. But it's just, it's shocking. But how he's al- he's always talking about the eighties and stuff like that. And it's like, I want the time machine to happen just so we can send him back. Cause it seems like that's exactly the state of mind he's still in like you right, know he's like a good old days boy yeah it's like what's hey you can't make fun of gay people what yeah, everyone's too sensitive yeah like he's, they yeah. love it come on oh god he's the worst okay I, anyways what's your what's your second moment okay so number second two quote. is um it's season two episode seven and lauren and heidi are fighting because this was before the sex tape thing but it's lauren already hated spencer and And Lauren goes, he's a sucky person. I thought you were making an effort with Spencer, too. It's like, this is the whole hardest thing. I am making an effort. I know. I'm making an effort. And then he does it like he did last night. He's a sucky person. He's a sucky person. Lauren. I hate Spencer. I'm never going to like Spencer. He did a really messed up thing last night. And I just, I I love love the way she said that. Like, Lauren fancies herself like a bit of a, like, you know, like, 
she's got good quotes and she, I think she thinks she's like very profound, but she says things like he's a sucky person. And I've definitely said that about people. Yeah. I mean, but I, and yeah. I remember the way she said it, which we'll put the clip in, but I just, I mean like sucky, like the, the ease at the end of suck, it just really makes it for sucky person. He's a sucky person. For me, like a sucky person, you know, a sucky person. Yeah. And it was, it was because, um, do you remember Jen Bunny on the Hill? Yeah, of course. So it was it was Heidi and Spencer kind of like encouraging Jen to hook up with Brody. And Lauren was like girl code, all that stuff. And so that's like what was driving them apart at that time. Um, okay, and your number one quote of the hills. Yes, and I, I actually have this displayed in my house above my mirror, and it's homeboy wore combat boots to the beach. Me boy. I know, so I can't do it anymore. Look at me. <laughs> Homeboy wore combat boots to the beach. <laughs> I know you don't want to call that your boyfriend. I know you don't. <laughs> Him leaving this on the table, not saying bye, like, I'm done. I'm over it. Hey, Bebe. <laughs> Life's tough. <laughs> we'll get, get it all in moment. <laughs> I love you. And it's, it's Lauren and uh, Audrina talking about Justin Bobby and why she shouldn't be with him. And I rewatched it again today and they're so drunk in this scene as well. And Lauren says combat, like combat, like <laughs> combat boots to the beach. <laughs> Homie wore combat boots to beach. Yeah. Like they're just slurring up a storm. It's, it's wonderful. It like, it's what? just so good. And so, yeah, I, every time I think of like what kind of art I want or like if I want someone to cross stitch something for me, like it's, it, I always go to that quote. Speaking of that, um, what did you think of, uh, if any, it, if Justin Bobby had any kind of arc from, uh, the Hills to the Hills, new beginnings? He, I feel like I can look at him on TV and just know what he smells like. What do you like, think I he smells, smells like? Like old leather. B.O. for sure. Okay. And, and yeah, just like old, gross leather and dirty hair. Like, you know, that very specific dirty hair smell. That's Justin Bobby. Yeah. Like, I think he's the guy that like, Hey, a natural smells a natural smell. That's who I am. Right. Like like, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Yeah. It's like certain girls put up with that because they think he's like such a bad boy hot. And like, I just, I can't wait. I just, I, for most people, I just can't wait till their looks fade. And like the real work has to set in, you know, and they're like, fuck, turns out I'm not a good person. Like, like when he went to Vegas and he was like spouting off some kind of bullshit poem in his hotel room. And I just, I mean, I just hate him so much. Oh, he's, he's the worst. He's the worst. And I actually, I think I liked him better in the, in the first iteration of the Hills because he was just a piece of shit and he wasn't trying to not be a piece of shit. He just was, but, but he, for the new beginnings, he's too old to be acting the way that he's acting. Yeah, and he, ugh, he but just like, grossed that's me what, out like, so bad. The show bad. provides him an outlet to keep acting like that. But I almost feel like he's like, it's like that, those old shows that like people watch where it was like, um, like he was like, he seems like the type that would be like a bounty hunter in an NBC show. He's like, Justin Bobby's a bad boy and he's going to get the crooks, you know? And then he's, he's like romancing people in like small towns. And I don't know. It just, it's weird. Oh, I hate him. I really, like the first episode of New Beginnings, I was like, oh, he's hot. He's still hot. 
And then he opens his mouth and it's all, it, it all goes away. I love the thought of you watching it and your face is like, huh, still got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I watch it. <laughs> um, okay, so this has been amazing. Kelly, I hope you will come back because this has gone far far better than I, I uh, dreamed of. So will you promise oh, to come you back? You have low expectations of, of my myself. Of myself. <laughs> Always of myself. Great. Um, where can we find Great. you on social media? Uh, social media, I'm mostly on Instagram, and it's Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-E underscore V, V as in Victor. Um, I tweet like every six months, so don't even bother over there. So just, yeah, she's um, a good yeah. follow on Instagram. You see her apartment. She has a cute dog. She has fun friends. So I, I strongly suggest <laughs> she's a good follow, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Okay. Thanks so much, Ryan. Bye. Batches.